2: Hello Egg Chasers, it's the Egg Chasers Rugby Podcast, the podcast about rugby that doesn't take itself or the game too seriously, here with you every single Monday morning, 52 weeks of the year, even when there's hardly any rugby to talk about, as is the case (laughs) (laughs) this week. I'm in the Rugby Dungeon, I'm Tim with JB.
3: Hello Tim. And with
0: Phil. Hello Tim.
2: Uh, How are we gents, you alright? Alright, alright actually. I I didn't get the memo about um, wearing kind of... Simple buff gangster T-shirts. Exactly. Well, I'm buff and I'm
3: gangster. I guess <laughs> so, <laughs> that makes know. two of us. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, you've been working all, all week, Tim. You, you've been on the radio. Yes, I know because I've listened to every single minute. And can I just say, this week's radio has been it's been some sort of the best radio I've ever heard, ever, ever. I think it'd be an absolutely absolutely excellent. Did you get round to reading my rugby pass articles? I re-
2: I, I, <laughs> <laughs> I did read your oh, rugby pass ar- I I read this week's rugby pass article. I which, thought you'd like that one. Which was excellent. It was uh I d- I didn't not like the last one. I just didn't, didn't have it. time to read it. did Um Look, will, I, I will read bent. it, but it was really though no, it was good. It was a, a, a it was a the genesis of your article. It was nice because it sort of tracked from the podcast and you took it off in a on a wonderful new direction suggesting a new domestic cup competition, which, bearing in mind the lack of cup rugby we've seen cross-border, well, there's even more argument for it, you could say.
3: Yeah, I mean, I wrote it because I was impressed with the the Cardiff situation, how they manned up and got it done. But actually, it would be nice to have a functioning cup competition for this year, which isn't full of kids and isn't cancelled. And I think this weekend, of all, has really showed us that it would be nice to have a cup weekend that worked.
2: Yeah.
0: Yeah, and when Cup weekends, when the big European weekends do work, you get some amazing rugby, amazing storylines, amazing history this weekend. It was it was tough to really get up for the fixtures when you knew half of them, more than half of them, weren't taking place and there is currently no plans to uh to well, there are plans to reschedule, but there are no available dates to reschedule them. Yeah.
3: I, I feel so sorry for the organizers of the competition because you can sometimes point to things in rugby and it is all our own fault. When I say it's our fault, the people who run the game, it is their fault. But it's rugby's fault. It's an internal mm-hmm. rugby thing, incompetence or whatnot. You can't level those charges at the cancellation of the European Cup games, at the organisers of the UFC. It
2: was, it, well, I mean, a big part of it was Emmanuel Macron and his government. Yes. yes. What are you going to do? into the works for four of the fixtures, or three of the fixtures.
3: So, you know, it's just... It's just it, we've just got to be... Half, we've just got to be half aware that anything cross-border just might not happen because people are nuts. And it's
0: not, it's not just rugby, and it's not just cross-border. I mean, if you've watched Premier League football this, or tried to watch Premier League football this weekend, half the fixtures in the Premier League have gone out the window. Well, as actually,
3: well. yeah. I mean, you say that it's not just in, you know, it's not just nationwide. Locally, we, uh, Didsbury had to cancel their game against Witness, and I'll be the first one to apologise. Uh, to witness for that because I know how hard they've worked for it. When you say they had to,
2: what, what do you mean is that? Positive tests. Had loads of positive tests. Uh, really? Loads of positive tests. What's
3: going on with this? Cause Who knows? Not, well, anyway. Yeah, yeah.
2: I'm speaking to lots of people that uh, are with getting positive tests is- and don't 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 have a si- don't even have a sniffle. It's like, yeah. what is this? Anyway. We've got a
3: lot of lads that are uh, uh, allergic to microchips, so, so it, <laughs> it does track.
2: Well, and, and also down the lower levels, Greater Manchester, or no, no, the RFU... I don't know whether this is on a local level or on a national level. I believe the R and, and if this is the case, then I will say this is one thing where I dislike rugby. I fine, I get it. The RFU cancelled all junior rugby.
3: Did they cancel it? So yeah, <clears throat> so,
2: so my son had like the big cut match that we've been building up to for about six weeks. They've had this date in their calendar. They were and they're absolutely gutted. They couldn't play today. Yeah.
3: Mm. Fair, so, fair. Uh, but, anyway, to be fair to the RFU, the way they handled the senior games this week, I, it must have been prevalent up and down the country. All these positive contacts. Yeah, because so. by Thursday, they had a press release, or I, I don't know if it's a press release, I don't know, or a release of some description, saying that you can postpone your games for a COVID reason, and there is no penalty against it. So that's what a lot of teams have done. Now, whether it's all legitimate or not, I don't know. Well, but yeah, I mean, I wanted to play this game on the weekend more. When than teams anything.
2: don't want to play a game, they always find a way. As as um, Sedgley, no, as <laughs>
3: no, as some unnamed team, as an
2: unnamed team he back in did. the day whose star tight head was unavailable for a massive game. Uh, the, there was an accidentally a burst pipe. Um, right right in the middle of the the first team pitch right in the middle of the first team pitch a pipe burst and sprayed water everywhere one one of the coldest nights of the year and the pitch the pitch frozen the game had to be postponed yes
0: terrible Terrible things happen (laughs) terrible unlucky things happen every now and again
3: yeah so i mean it wasn't just our witness game Broughton park cancelled the massive well actually this is good news Sadiq Tigers Huddersfield was cancelled, was it? So we might actually go and go to. Ooh. We might be able to go and watch that game. Yes, and actually, if we're lucky, because they're relatively close, they might even do it on a Thursday night or something.
0: Oh yeah, because it's only half an hour. Yeah, if, if there's no traffic,
3: that'd be awesome. But Thir- but, but yeah. I guess on a serious
2: note, at the at the professional, at the top level, is these Champions Cup games are some of the biggest money spinners for these clubs. Hence, last mm. weekend Cardiff was so desperate to get the game on because they knew it would be worth a few hundred grand to them. Yep. Yeah. And uh, at a time when rugby can ill afford mm. uh, any more spiralling costs, there are more. And, uh, I mean, I, I'm tempted to just say let the boys play, but, I, uh, yeah, I get it.
3: Yeah, well, I think yeah. we'll get over this pretty pretty rapidly. Uh, my feeling is this is the beginning of the end. But I've said that since <laughs> no. week but, four into it. Yeah, April 2020. And yeah, I mean, oh, it's the beginning of the end. I think this is beginning of the end. I am I hope you're right. I'm optimistic on this one. Uh, yeah,
0: no, I, I hope you're right, but we will see. i.
3: The beginning of the end of COVID and the start of the beginning of our new tyrannical regime, which will take over. Well, yeah, I agree with the latter
2: part of that. Get it on the whiteboard. Yeah, beginning yeah. of the end. Right on the whiteboard. Yeah. Uh, I,
3: I, for one, welcome our uh, authoritarian overlords. You technocratic o- <laughs> uh,
2: authoritarian overlords.
3: Um, so, uh, I guess we could talk about some rugby. Ulster still look good. Yeah, well, there's,
2: yeah. there's a bit of news to discuss. Let's do the news. Um, firstly, oh, I'll firstly, just say, if you haven't read JB's article um, on Rugby Pass, go, go and seek it out. It's very good. Um, mm. The uh, more people read
3: it, the more I get paid. So that'd be really... Yeah, right. do yeah. they have, no, but it should be. I mean, I can then lobby them, can't con- con- yeah, say later? Yeah, but then
2: that makes... You can lobby them later, but that is why people write clickbait headlines and... Uh, oh, uh, rugby yeah, so so
0: Pass is, Ruby is Pass, actually Rugby Pass has really some, some really good articles It also has some of the most clickbaity headlines Well I
3: think you'll find that my five reasons to reinstate In reinstate <laughs> club rugby is perfect
0: Leicester beat Bordeaux with one <laughs> weird trick
2: <laughs> yeah. If they want to get my, uh, my custom Then it's just 13 amazing sets of quads Oh,
0: oh now you're perfect. talking perfect. I mean, Although that would be a rugby league team Yes it would,
3: would it? Say hello. Uh, so Fif- Fifteen. I was just plucking a number. Yeah. Fifteen.
2: 15 yeah. The fifty. Yeah. The best quad. Fifteen. <laughs> yes. Lots of photos. Click here. Yeah, I'm, I'm in. Um, uh, so, but there is a bit of news to talk about. So before we get into the what rugby there was, uh, let's just touch on some of the news. First one: Johan van Graan confirmed as leaving Munster at the end of the year. Bath appears to be the destination, although not confirmed. Yeah. Thoughts? Uh,
0: I, I've seen. I've seen a few things, and I don't know that much about Johan van Grant, Um I think he's very much liked over the water, uh, certainly outside of Munster he's liked over the water, <laughs> there's some, uh, some disappointed uh, um, it seems, with <laughs> Johan van Graan departing Munster.
3: Yeah, so it really highlights my lack of knowledge on anything else other than Premiership Rugby, because I heard he was coming over, I thought, oh, that sounds good, I think it sounds good, Yeah, good. I assume it's going to be good, and then, like said, lots of Leinstermans said, yeah, um... And uh, it's awful to see him go.
0: Yeah, because he's led... Well, he's been there since Razzie departed, hasn't he? Um, And been competitive, but won nothing. Which, for a proud club club like Munster, and a proud club with so much talent as well. So much talent, like Ireland International's British and Irish Lions there, beyond, obviously, the huge depth of talent that they have uh, unearthed over the last couple of weekends. Yeah. So, but... The other side of it. So that's that's the that's water side of it, that's the Munster and really the Leinster side of it. Um the other side of it from Bath's perspective. So I've read this, the Bath announcement, as Stuart Hooper stays in role as director of rugby, Jorn Van Grant comes in as a new head coach. Yep. Is that correct?
3: That is correct. I'm not entirely sure what happens to Neil Hatley.
0: Yeah, I think he said he's staying in role this year, but then whether he drops down to be a forwards coach or a Defence coach uh, who I mean, knows.
3: I think it'd be better to clean house. I mean so they've it's not just Van Gran, they've also added Van Rensburg to the mix, who is a defence coach, coach from South Africa.
0: And now he arrives almost immediately, doesn't yes, he? Yes.
3: I think so. Uh, I mean Hatley's very well regarded. I know that your that, that that your brother likes him a lot, Tim. Yeah he does. And yeah, I can say as well. You know, lads who played in Bath before, Colfern speaks speaks about him incredibly highly. Hasn't really worked out as a head coach, and I do think he's had too much on his plate. I, I don't know. Something had to change. I think I would have got rid of Hooper before I got rid of Hatley. I don't know. I just feel like he's been dealt a bit of a, a bit of a bad hand, really. Because he was the experienced coach, and he had to do everything from, well, he was a scrum coach, then he had to take on defence, but as a head coach, you've also got to look at the overall game strategy. It's a loss of work for one man, and it's also, I don't think the blame lies there, necessarily. That's what I, I think. Well, yeah. we'll, we'll
2: wait and see what his role is, but he, mm-hmm. he won't, he's not head coach, we know that much. Yeah, it,
0: it, I'm just reading the press announcement here. All it says is, Neil Hatley will continue as head coach through to the end of the 2021 season, leading the coaching group. That's it. It doesn't. It says so nothing more beyond the end of this season. We don't know. So he could stay. He could not stay.
2: And is it? And um, this in this is this going to be a Mike Ford Gary Gold situation with uh, Johan van Graan and Stuart Hooper?
3: <laughs> yeah. Well, maybe if Johan van Graan was working for... Oh, I see. Yes, maybe. Or maybe. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I, th- I think you've probably got a point there. However, let me divert you to a article written by. Stuart Barnes today, where he absolutely hits a nail on the head. I couldn't have put it better myself. Um, He basically gets a quote from uh, Stuart Hooper. I'll just read the the entire paragraph. This is what Hooper said on on the appointment of Hatley as head coach. Bringing Neil back into our environment. Neil Hatley. What did I just say? Neil Back. Sorry. Oops. <laughs> Neil Back, listener of the podcast. Yeah, yeah, hi, hi, Neil. This is what Hooper Hoop said on the appointment of Neil Hatley as head coach. Bringing Neil back into our environment was...
2: Neil Hatley.
0: No, Neil. Bringing Neil back into our... Oh! <laughs> <laughs>
1: That's
3: fucking insane, then.
0: <laughs> bringing Neil Hatley back into yes. our... Yes, right. Let me start uh, okay, again.
3: Okay, fine. Okay. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> language is important yes it is <laughs> this is what hooper said on the appointment of hatley as head coach bringing neil hatley back <laughs> into our <laughs> environment was about reconnecting finding out how i can compliment him how he can he can compliment me and how he can deliver the best program here at the club god knows what this typical ma- what this typical management speak speak was supposed to mean absolutely right
2: has he been reading your Twitter feed for the last few months <laughs> and gone, I think JB might be on something? Yeah,
3: I, I, no. I, yes. A, yes, almost certainly. But B, I think anyone can see this. It's just, it is a nonsense.
0: Even if you don't watch the way they play and you don't understand the talent that they've got in their squad and how poorly it's performing at the moment, just look at the results. Yeah. <laughs> They're so bad. They're oh, so bad.
3: Yeah, it's it, it's shocking, actually. Um the other thing he's got on his plate, Van Graan, is keeping Anthony Watson in, in place, mm. which kind of is a quite ex- an exciting prospect, really. Because I guess we will move on to this with, with Genge. But I think this is going to be the future of transfers. Only the big names can move. That's what. I, that's how I can see it going. Because all the very, can...
0: all the very small names.
3: Yeah, but for pennies. Yeah, yeah, they, but, pennies. But they will do.
0: They, like, I mean, you. The squeezed middle is reality in rugby now, and it's been exacerbated by the two million pound reduction in the salary cap. Yeah. So you have a handful of stars, and it is a handful in the whole league who are on half a million plus. You've then got a few players and probably a handful of internationals who are on the the good six figures, two hundred, three hundred k, and then most people will be on well lower than a hundred k.
3: I'd say so. Which, I,
0: I... which is which is it's well, it's still good money. It's a very short career. Um, it's, you're in very a very very demanding, very, very high-risk environment. Your you career could be over next week. And, and short-term. Uh, yeah, yeah. yeah short-term. But for those guys, if you're on, I don't know, if you're on 60K, another 10K is all it would take to, to make you move.
3: Yeah, I was talking it's to the CEO about this, and he was saying that in his mind that it was 40K that would make them move. But that was in the days when the average. That was a few years after. Do you remember the quote from Malander saying, "I need to pay"? Who was it? Ben Nuttall. Ben. And
2: ben, ben Nuttall is, was a the, flanker. The flanker yeah.
3: flanker, yeah, yeah. He was really "I can't believe I've got to pay over a hundred k for Ben Nuttall." <laughs> <laughs> and and that always took me. So, yeah, you know, when it, when the average salary went up somewhere between one twenty to one forty, that CEO was like, "Well, home song Discount. It sometimes takes about." 40k before they can move and once you hit that 40k that's when you think that you'll lose that player well, but Rob,
2: you, Rob Baxter was speaking this week and said that he, the penny is only just beginning to drop with the players what this all means what the 1.4 million reduction of a 6.4 million total and one re, one removal of a marquee player so it's probably near us uh, it's basically going from 7 million to 5 million which is a massive drop it's brutal mm. that is huge
0: and yeah. I, I, I suspect one thing that's also happened in this would be, historic, and this is this has happened before the reduction, but it's a long-term trend, that historically, say, 10 years ago, you probably had something close to a normal distribution of salaries, yeah. with a few people at the bottom end, 50k and below, a few people at the top end, 500k and above, and then everyone else normally, like a bell-shaped curve, yeah. in between those two points. Now, you probably have those few people at the top end, and then everyone else is Right down at the bottom end, yeah. They're, so the the um, bell shaped curve is now skewed over to the left-hand side. So even though the with a the, fat m- tail, the, uh, fat tail, yes. Even though the uh, mean will remain the same, the median and mode will have shifted to the left towards zero.
2: The consequence of that, right. I think, is, and this sounds a ridiculous thing to say, <laughs> Barry. I'll explain myself. I think the Nigel Ray approach is the way to go. And by that, I don't mean... <laughs> <laughs> South African farmland... <laughs> South African farmland, buildings, all the rest of it.
0: Commercial, Well, commercial rights probably is a way to go if you're, a direct, um, if you're an owner. That's
2: one yeah. way. But what, but what I mean by that is, tell these young lads, we're going to give you more than just a salary, we're going to set you up yeah. with expertise, yes. support, help... Training, training education. Yeah. ...education for what's going to be beyond.
3: Well, you know, this, this is, you're absolutely right. This is what's going to be important. So I think clubs are going to start behaving like NFL teams in terms of really successful NFL teams generally try and build through their draft. Because they get lads in, and once they're in... Not, they, if, you, not if you need New York Jets,
2: you just continue to burn the house down through the draft.
3: Ex- yes, exactly right. I mean, you can also get it horrifically wrong too. But you know, if you think about it, your academy... I know we do this game all the time where you say, oh, what, they, you know, look at all the lads that they let go in their academy or look at all the lads that have moved away from their academy. Well, that's not going to be as easy to do now to take lads away from academies. Mm-hmm. So I think the most successful teams will blood lads through their academy and they'll keep them because one of the more valuable things will be making sure that they stay in the local area, they've got access to family support networks, things which you, know, you might move away from if you were earning 250k Mm-hmm. But
2: also the, the other thing is Harlequins, Saracens, London Irish, and, ve- and other clubs have got a much harder job to make. Mm. That's suddenly that smaller amount of money in West London, yeah, versus yeah, Manchester or Newcastle, Newcastle,
0: Worcester, yep. Worcester. It's a nice it's, place in the Cotswolds,
2: exactly. If if you, when you get to a like an age where and rugby players tend to have children younger, mm-hmm. when you get to an age where you actually sort of think I might want to start a family, I might want to. You know, by by the, the the family house I'm going to be in beyond rugby, then the other decisions come into play, and yeah,
3: West West London's not a great place to be. No, it's not. I honestly think. Well, oh, no, it's a great
2: place to be. Yeah, there's politics. Not not when you're on 60k.
0: Yeah, you don't get much in West
2: London. <laughs> yeah,
3: you really don't do. You? No. Yeah, I think only the only the biggest names will be moving. The Genghis, the Fords, Genghis and Fords really. Watsons because of you know the big name value to that club of having that player walk through the door and they can't even move to be more key guys which is crazy. Yeah.
0: Well again so Watson will be an interesting one to see what he does because he's a bit like a Manu situation where he's so talented but Bath haven't seen the best of his talents for for years. years. Yeah, but probably back to 2015 maybe even. Yeah. Um, in the same way that Leicester for years and years and years were paying all of this money for such an impressive weapon who you couldn't use. And Ma- Manu's arguably worse because Manu is so unique that there's no one like him. There's very few. There's a handful of players like him in the whole entire world as good as Manu doing what he does. So you have to build your structure around what he can do. And then when he disappears, no one... He is irreplaceable. Yep. Certainly within a, within Leicester's squad, he was, he was irre- irreplaceable. So... Bath have got a very tough decision with Anthony Watson.
3: Well, they can only offer him what they can offer him. Effectively, they can't. Well, they, you know, there's no marquee to. Well, give they,
0: they could. They could give him marquee. Bath, would you? Bath could, but I, I'd say they shouldn't. Yes. I but know. they could do. They could offer him. They could offer him five million pounds a year if they I, wanted there,
3: to. There would be no way on earth <laughs> I would ever pay a winger with the with the marquee spot. I'd sooner <laughs> die than pay a winger the marquee spot. <laughs> like I am. Absolutely 100% certain now that the only way to use your marquee is on props or second rows, and then furthermore, anyone... Fly half, half as well. I don't think so, you know. because
2: Paddy Jackson at London Irish, Marcus Smith at Quinns, George Ford at Leicester, like those three players are absolutely instrumental to their teams. That is true.
3: Would you give a marquee spot to Owen Farrell?
0: Yeah, probably. Would you
3: give uh, these, would you... Possibly,
0: yeah. Yeah, would you
3: give would. spot to if you needed him, Lasoski?
0: Probably not to Lazowski.
3: What about for Sexton?
0: Uh, Sexton five years ago.
3: Yeah, yes, hundred
0: percent. Yes, yeah. So, you... Borden yes, yes, Barrett. Yes, yes, I would. Yeah. Richie yeah. Moonga. Yeah. Yes, I would.
3: Okay. So I guess the point I'm trying to make here by naming all these. Untamak little... Yeah, Untamak so I guess the point I'm trying to make here by naming these people is there's loads of them, there's they're, they're everywhere, and generally speaking, one each team only needs one of them, and then you can go to people like you know Freddie Burns or you know uh, at Worcester they're doing all right with, well all right they're doing rubbish actually aren't they? But they've got Smith and then they've got Williams. I think you would probably get away with it and focus on just getting an enormous pack, and then if you've got a bit of money left over, yeah, he should be he being the ten. Get a little bit more than say the centres, but not a tremendous amount. There's
0: you, not loads I mean, of them. You have just you say there's loads. You have just named the top best fly ten best fly halves in the world. That's true. Which are
2: by definition Without the ten one. best fly oh, halves yeah. in the world. Yeah. Dave Pollard as well will <laughs> yeah. be the marquee player. Yeah. yeah yes.
3: Yeah. Oh, well, Simmons, at uh, Exeter.
2: Hmm. Interesting
0: one. So he, he will. N- he's not the marquee player. Hmm. <clears throat> I probably wouldn't. No. He, I w- not, not with Simmons.
3: And if he's not as good as Harvey Skinner, which is what I think is happening there, I don't think I'd give it to Harvey Skinner or Brett Cannon or or Will Hayden Wood. Well,
2: let's let's let's, let's jump and talk about Ellis Gens, then. What do you make of that move? Um,
3: bizarre, really. I mean, I'm not gonna. Yeah, bizarre. I, I don't think it works on any level for anyone, well, except it, for maybe it works Ellis, for Ellis Gens. Gens going
2: home.
0: Going home, yes. Going back to with going a to Bristol. You, young child.
3: So, he's not actually going for any more money, I don't think.
0: Well, Pat Lammer said he's taking a pay cut.
3: Yes, yeah, exactly.
0: Now, whether that's a pay cut to his current salary or his previous salary, whether Ellis Genja said, oh yeah, I'm on 800k, and so he's he's negotiated 600k. Well done, brilliant. (laughs) Take it with a pinch of salt, but...
3: Does it, I mean, yes, okay, if you're going to spend your money, spend it on props, I'm fine with that. I don't believe that Ellis Gench has proved himself to be a world-class prop yet, actually. And he's a very good prop. He's a good premiership prop, good carrier. World-class prop, not so much. He's not as good as a, um, a Kitsoff or well, so I, I think, something like
0: that. I think he's probably... Well, he's not as good a scrimmager as a Kitsoff. What he adds is he is probably the, the best. He's the best carrying prop in the premiership. Decent. He's as good as most back rows as a carrier. Is he a carrier.
3: heavy carrier, though?
2: Yeah. yeah. So he like, he does... The, yeah, yeah, yeah. He he's such Matt a girl. good... No, he just is. 100%. He, he is, he's, destruct,
0: so I, he's destructive. I saw some... I can't remember where they were. There were some graphs plotting. Uh, players by position. This was at the start of the season. Players by position in terms of like various attributes. carrying um, was one of them. And Genge was... If you had the X and Y axis, Genj was like, most of the most of the um, dots of players were in the middle. Yeah. Genge was off the chart like against and made, was it, or? his made and defenders beaten. I think were the two yeah. stats. So as a front rower,
3: think of Ellis Genge as ab- abnormally out in open space for a prop. And I don't know if he's out abnormally out in open space for a prop because he's made the space for himself, or because he does things differently to it's, uh, to other guys. I don't know.
0: It's probably a bit of both because because he can carry like that. He's used like that. Well, so you, you, you've got to use your best guys in the, in the most effective way. <laughs> and remember, they do still, that.
3: Sell at Cell Shocks, there is a passage of play which ended up with Ellis Kenj in Acres of Space. And he was going to be running at, in Acres of Space this would be, one of the guys. And it could have been, I want to say it was um, Solomona. I would be generally interested to say like, which way this is going to go. <laughs> like, is Ellis Genji going to go through him? Is he going to go around him? No, quite Step possible. him. <laughs> yeah, quite possible.
2: L- let's talk about the, man- the, the manner of the announcement, because this Ugh. seems to have got most of the attention since Ellis Genji's uh, yeah. announcement. Actually, firstly, the, the video of Ellis Genji, the little teaser video, where Bristol just posted a picture of, as it turned out to be, Ellis Genji's feet. Did you see that? No. Yeah, the with the, 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 the ta- tattoos. The tattoos yeah. On Ellis Genji's feet are, are remarkable. Are they? What yeah, are they? I'll just get it up and I'll show you. Um where is it? Here we go. Where's the picture? There we go. Yeah. Bristol Bears. Um a tweet from them said Special Delivery. All eyes four thirty PM. Just have a look at have a look at that. He's got the he's got Noel West written across his yeah. toes. Why on the knuckles of his toes? That's where he's from. He's got um, a bagpipe. <laughs> do, you, do you not have uh, Colin Bay written across your toes? <laughs> <laughs> Would that fit? C O L W Y N B A Y. Or oh, you'd need a... You can have an exclamation mark at the end as well.
0: Oh, perfect. Perfect. Or chop one of your toes off. Yeah. You I, choose. I mean, are those my only
3: <laughs> That's if you, it. If
2: you chop the one off that's between the N of Colwyn and the B of B, yeah, yeah. Apparently that, that toes, that'd look great. Yeah.
3: Apparently little toes are... Uh, the, no, is it big toes that are very important? Yeah.
2: But I
0: think I think both are. I think big toes are really important. Yeah, if you don't but big toes, you little toes, smooth. your balance is... Big yeah. toes, you're totally screwed. Little toes, deceptively, I think, are... Oof, it totally so throws you out.
2: Look, he's got... He's got a bagpipe, a set of bagpipes, tattooed on his foot. A horrendous feet. He's got. Um, I, I don't know what. I can't see what that says. Is it? So it someone it looks it like think it's, it's written "Maga Baby." Yeah,
0: it does look like "Maga Baby." Wow, make America great, that's, great um, again.
2: "Maga Baby," or is it "Mega Baby"?
0: Uh, it let's Maga? I say "Maga." It does look like "Maga." It could, it, could be "Mega."
2: That, that, that's uh, that's shocking.
0: It looks like a springbok or something on the left hand side.
2: Yeah. And then it's got uh,
3: XXXTJLMLL. Uh It just shows you shouldn't try and save money on tattoo artists.
0: You definitely shouldn't.
3: (laughs) Um, But anyway,
2: (laughs) other than that, he also posted a video once the announcement was made, or rather Bristol... Bristol Bears, or as they will be known next season, the Bristol Baby Rhinos. Yeah. Posted a video <laughs> of Ellis Genge in Bristol Stash.
0: Oh, so he's not actually in Bristol. I've just got it here. Oh, is he not? He's got Umbro kit on. Oh, he's got Umbro but kit. But there's no Bristol logos okay, on it.
2: But he's branded, right? Yeah, he's branded. He's been oh, deliberately so. branded in Umbro. He's, he's Umbro... He's in he's, a, he's in Umbro kit at the Bristol training ground, hugging his director of rugby for next season, Pat Lamb. Oh, because
3: Pat Lamb's all about love. Have you not heard?
2: <laughs> and... Uh, yeah, what do you, I mean, because Leicester, Leicester fans are not happy about well, that so at all.
3: I think you've got to be a little careful here about going down the rugby values thing. So on one hand, I'm absolutely outraged that he's done this, absolutely outraged. But on the other hand, what would I say uh, if, for instance, well, what I say about other things, which is rugby needs to create some storylines, you know, a bit of heat, a bit of drama. I'd quite like to see a bit more smack talking. And this is quite smack talking. You know, it's leave. very smack talking.
2: Yeah. Well, he's not. He's not talking down Leicester.
3: Well, I don't think Leicester would uh, say it like that. It's, it,
2: yeah, it's. I I see it as a bit
0: disrespectful because. So it's in the middle of the season.
2: The club captain.
0: He is the club captain. <laughs> yeah. He's one of their absolute best players. One of their most important players. And so I have got no problem at all with him leaving Leicester. He should do whatever is right for him his family, and his bank balance. Yep. That is that is above everything. Not necessarily 100%. in that order either. Bank balance first. Yeah, yeah, him and, then, and then family. Yeah, th- <laughs> yeah, bank balance first, him, family. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. What's, what does it do for your pension, Ellis? <laughs> that, that's, that's the real question. But this just seems a little bit crass. Um, and I don't actually... I think Bristol Bears, I think they, they pushed him to do this. They're right to push him to do yeah. this because it, it's... It's great for them. He's, he's, he's
2: clearly is consensual. Yes, he, he hasn't said no. I'm not. Well, we we don't know, that, we. know that do we? We don't know that. Well, that
0: and this is where I'm. It is clearly consensual. um It's just I think he's ill-advised or he's not considered it properly. Yeah. When you look at it through the Leicester lens, with him being club captain and coming up to play Bristol this weekend,
2: and listen, who hasn't made an error in judgment? At oh, any point. Yeah. And and I think Ellis Genjers even acknowledged that he said, Do you know what? That was that was an error. I didn't consider it the timing of it. How but, I'm like, sorry what was
3: agent? Did he consider the timing of it?
2: Well, yeah. I mean Does anyone else
3: the thing is, everything has like an equal and opposite reaction sort of sort of thing, doesn't it? So yes, it's I'm surprised
2: Pat Lamb didn't go, listen, Ellis. I love you too much to let you do this you need to exactly <laughs> where was the love where was the love I'm at? joking, I'm, joking. Um, I'm, not, I'm not that bothered so by it I can understand why Leicester fans are yeah, yeah. But, I don't,
3: but equally I understand why Bristol fans will be excited
2: absolutely yeah so yeah.
3: you know it goes yeah. both ways he's feathering his nest for his future employers oh and let's
2: have a look at the fixtures for uh, Boxing Day oh Bristol versus Leicester <laughs> I don't know
3: what you do about this uh, do you as Leicester just pretend this never happened just don't mention it <sighs>
2: Well, I, I bet you Ellis Genge stood up in front of the team straight away in a team meeting and just said, "I'm sorry, boys, I, I balls up." Because the players understand the reality; they're there, they're all negotiating contracts, and some of them yeah. are moving. It's, yeah, it's the yeah. Way, this is it. This is the way rugby is. It's him going to Bristol is not the story, exactly. You say it's just a, an ill-advised video, which he will have just held his hands up and said, "I'm I really tell sorry, you what boys." Is
3: the story though, I tell you what is the story. Every time I listen to Ellis Genge talk. I'm always impressed. I'm always impressed by his acumen, like how switched on he is about stuff. He does not suffer fools at all, and in fact, he does. I, I very, was that
2: fool trying to ask him questions on the <laughs> first game as captain. He didn't t-
3: didn't answer anything. I, I, yeah, I'm sure sometimes he likes to play the card like, oh yeah, I'm, I'm just I'm just this working class kid, and then all of a sudden hit them with actually I have understood everything which you've said and you've underestimated me, and now we yeah. yeah. take take you to the cleaners. Yeah. I'm sure he does that. Yeah, pretty much all of the time. Yeah, but
0: yeah, he is a, he's a smart guy.
3: Yeah. How long is he going to put up with love on the wall and you know (laughs) all the controlling nonsense that goes on at Bristol? I can't see it's been a good fit. I really. He's pulling
2: on his hometown jersey. He loves Bristol. He talks about it all the time. He didn't want to leave. No. He was in a position where he had to leave, Mm -hmm. and now he he gets to come back home. And he's he's coming back home an England international and going to be one of their most important players. Pat Lamb
3: does not like it when people. Stand up to him. He just is not interested. And I think Ellis Skenge will stand up to him if he d- is not liking where the direction of the club or the team is going. I you've can't you've like. created, there's a
2: whole number of hypotheticals <laughs> you've just created <laughs> to build up a, a fight which I, hasn't happened. I guarantee you, I guarantee <laughs> you that this
3: is not going to be a good move for either party.
0: Well, the, the, the bad side of it, the worst side of it, is obviously Bristol getting a great player, but. An enormous chunk of... Another enormous chunk of their salary cap has just vanished.
3: Yeah. Disappeared. I I wonder if this is John John Arthur's money. Potentially. John John Arthur going as a coach? Yeah. Might free up
2: some... I I need to keep this anonymous, as as they've asked, but one of our listeners is quite well connected. Mm. Um, Not anyone involved directly with any club, I have to say. Just one one of our listeners who happens to know a couple of people got in touch and... uh, and said on the 16th of December, when they got in, in touch, they said, um, oh yeah, Ellis Genge, definitely come in. And also, um, what I understand, is they're going to be bringing in a Pacific Island number 8 to replace Hughes. And in, ah. I was trying to think who that might be. Bill Matter. Bill
0: Matter. Mm. Mm. That would be a handy and, signing.
2: And, and a 12.
3: And a 12. Mm. How are they squeezing all these guys in?
0: <sighs> Goodness knows. Mm. Need, needs more guys that he's going to pay peanuts to. Well,
3: or twenty four more, more guys, guys on the way out. So there, there's going to there's going
0: to have to be. They can't. he
3: has to be on the way out. I would imagine. Yeah. Because this doesn't fit. It's not yeah. EPQ. Wales won't play him if he has to sign a new contract, and they've got McGuinty coming in. So I guess he'd be.
2: Yeah, I mean that, we, we, that's that's for another day. I guess it's just there is I think going to be a lot more change, and I think going back to what Rob Baxter said and what you've already talked about on this podcast. It will be dawning on players if it hasn 't already the landscape it 's not just a sh- it 's not just a slight shift it is a complete alteration in their expectations and their their plans and that 's going to be a really difficult adjustment for a lot of guys, particularly people that are already inside the system if you were if I was a parent of a of a, of a really promising 16 year old rugby player I would be making sure my son um, had a, a thought about all sorts of other options, and was spinning another plate at the same time as rugby because
3: yeah, I agree with unless this.
2: you're right at the top, it's a t- oh man, it's going to be tough.
3: So I had a really interesting conversation with a guy on Friday about rugby pathways, mm. and it got my back up a little bit because it dovetailed into a previous conversation I had with someone who used to run a club, and what they were saying is when we get rugby players uh, into the academies, we need to as almost like make, to make it mandatory. And I'm not saying I'm not saying you said this, Tim but they have another form of education or they're in higher education or further education as a rugby player. And I really hate that because... Oh, it shouldn't be forced on people. Yeah, and, but this was, this was... I think this is an NRL solution, which is the lads need to be doing something else other, other, other than rugby. And you could make the argument that it makes them more well-rounded, but for some lads, all they want to do is be a rugby player. And I think we all very... And I'm in this camp. I would say, like you, if I, if I had a son playing in a club, I'd say... You have to have something else to fall back on. Yeah. But on the other, on the other hand, to make it in professional sport, you've got to be so single-minded. You're right. You don't want to sort of divert that single-mindedness or that attention yeah. away from away away from the sport. So I don't know what the answer is. I certainly know. I certainly. Well, I know. I certainly don't like anyone telling players they have to do something. Yeah. 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 Mand-
0: so- Mandated seems overkill. Yeah. There should be, in my view, a very strong recommendation. Yeah. <laughs> that you should do and it. Not everyone should be out studying for a degree. In fact, far fewer people who yeah. probably have degrees should, uh, have, should them. have them. Get a trade. Get something that you can, something that you can fall back on. Get something that
2: will just teach you about the world, or
3: at least consider. Yeah. Like, yeah. just
2: at all times, imagine what would I do if? Yeah,
3: yeah. I think what got me onto this was they wanted. To do a, they were talking about a draft after playing university rugby, which almost means you've got to go to university. To get into a sport. Yeah. So that's like, following the American system. Yeah, and I don't and like it. Yeah, just play whatever sport that you want to that, that that you want to play. And look, if you do find yourself in the afternoons, you know, going for coffee with the boys and playing pool, then yeah, do something else. Yeah, if you find yourself, you know, studying video of your next opponent, or going to the wet, going going to the gym, or doing extra bits and pieces. Well, forget the other thing. Just really do 110 mm. of being a professional rugby player. If you
2: want to just spend, if you want to be a r- every nervous, night on Twitter slaying it because you because you're young and fit, that's
0: do fine that as well. well. Do that. It's a it's a hobby. If you've got access to the. <laughs> uh, the Worcester Academy House's ultra-fast Wi-Fi. Yeah, yeah,
3: several devices are on at one go. But
0: really, actually, you should be mining Bitcoin if you're in the <laughs>
3: yeah. in the Ulster Academy that's House. That's
2: a great shout. Yeah. Maybe that's how they afforded dimes on board. They're paying him in Bitcoin that they've been mining, <laughs> mining. all these years.
3: There'd be, be a lot of Bitcoin to afford dimes. <laughs> My word. <laughs> Hand over fist. <laughs> Mm.
0: That's the news, right? Yeah,
2: yeah. That, that so is the I think news. we've covered off everything. But, yeah, and on... I guess the, the, so. The bit of news, looking at the rugby this week, before we get into the actual substantive part of the games, is how would how would you feel if you were a Leinster fan right now? Because there are some games which have been postponed, and there are some games which have been declared walkovers. The the ones mm. that before Friday were cancelled because of positive cases in certain camps, for example, Leinster. Have been uh, uh, defeated and Racing have been awarded a win. I forget who the teams are playing now. Two yeah, games didn't actually
0: happen. Lens, Lensl- Montpellier. Montpellier was a walkover. Ospreys was give, were, um, given nil points against Rassing, um, yeah. but then there was a, Saracens game. I think was fully postponed, which was the other one. And then everything after the Fran- France closed their borders, Macron closed their borders, has been given as a postponed fixture. So there's a timing issue which creates a difference in approach.
2: Yeah, Yeah. it's
3: very confusing. Um,
2: Confusing. Would you be? Would you? How aggrieved would you feel if you were Leinster? Pretty furious. I I'm saying Leinster because Ospreys as well. However, they're going away to Rassie.
0: Leinster would. I think Leinster were missing players, but they could still. Leinster have got so much. Talent yeah. and so much depth in every position that they could be missing and their they, first 15 yeah. and they, they would still put up a very good fight against Montpellier. And, and still whoever, be up for a whoever
2: win. ends up getting Leinster in the knockout stages, uh, because they won't be one of the top seeds now, potentially, will we'll also be cursing this. Um,
3: yeah, that's a good point. Yeah. And like last year's European Cup had all sorts of mismatches in. Like Sales Sharks got to the quarters, did they?
2: Yeah, lost to La Rochelle. It
3: was quarters of semis, yeah. Quarters. quarters, yeah. Weren't so that, emotional enough. Yeah, it wasn't yeah. emotional has But you know, it's been re- in reality, was that Sales Sharks team good enough to play? La they didn't win a
2: game, they got through on bonus points alone.
3: Yeah, and that's crazy. That's absolutely crazy. Yeah. So it's no wonder they lost on emotion when they got there. <laughs> um, you know, so they, it will throw up some really big mismatches. I don't think you'll see the good games end until the semi finals when everything sort of weeds itself out. Yeah. But if you get a team like Leinster who are not in because of these reasons, they've got every right to be aggrieved because. Let's face it, they almost certainly would have made it in. Mm. And then the viewer isn't seeing the best possible game. They're just seeing you know, whatever COVID has dealt us.
0: But equally, there are once a game is cancelled, there are no fixtures, really. There's no available weekends to do it properly. Nope. Uh, so we've now got these postponed fixtures, which who knows when these are going to take place yeah. and with what state the teams are going to be in. Because they, they might have to happen during Six Nations. Yeah. That might be the only available weekend. And
2: wow. let's not forget rounds 3 and 4 of the pool stages are the second and third weekends in January. Mm. So it's only a yeah. it's only a month away, less than a month away.
0: And then the you're back, you have the Six Nations, uh, February, March, and then 2 weeks after that, you're into the knockout stages, the last 16, so it I say it. it's Yeah. Just, it? so it's, it, it's it's a very difficult one to square. I really to, hope to they don't. I
2: mean I was going to say, I really hope, hope they don't pull the plug on it. And that's purely from a selfish point of view. I want the work. Yeah, but, course, um, <laughs> yeah. absolutely. <laughs> but, but for rugby, it's uh, oh, this. But is it,
0: yeah, I, think it, I mentioned Premier League before. Premier League, you can play, you can play four fixtures in eight days. Premier yeah. League football,
3: you cannot do that with rugby. Well, you just can't. They did double up on fixtures, didn't they? Uh, with the COVID catch-up stuff, which did show that rugby oh, had... midweek
2: rugby was awesome. Yeah, Lovely. yeah. Phil Dolman. Absolutely dominating semi randroandro exactly
3: naturally exactly. So here, let's have a break from the rugby for a minute. I'm going to give you my phone, Tim, and you're going to read these messages I received on received on Twitter. <laughs>
2: is this a good idea?
3: Yeah, it is. Okay, um, I'm not I, I'm not on Twitter, so I haven't seen. No, this. no, you're going to read these. Should I be scared to read them? Yeah. Uh, do <laughs> not mention the name. It's very important. You do not mention the name. Okay. So this is a message you received, received from me. A DM. Oh, a DM. DM. Yeah. Someone slid into your DMs. Someone slid into my DMs. Please do not mention them.
2: Okay. Hello, sir. Random but genuine. Question. Hold on. Just read it. <laughs> Hello, sir. Random but genuine question. But would you be willing to sell some used rugby socks? Oh my god. <laughs> Thank you. For what reason? Is the reply. I'm a foot sub who worships. <laughs> this is a joke I'm kind of I do wonder if it's one of your Twitter beefs who is <laughs> got no idea this is I, I'm wondering whether JB's just got someone fabricated a Twitter account just to to <laughs> JB's
3: <them. laughs> JB's burner account yeah. to boost it his says, ego uh,
2: for what reason I'm a foot sub who worships alpha males like yourself so I was wondering if it would be a possibility nah, at
3: this point Flash will get you everywhere absolutely everywhere <laughs> I'm in at this point I'm in
2: sure 250. I assume that means pounds rather than I have 250 pairs of (laughs) socks. I've been waiting for someone to ask me this. We'll send them after the game Saturday. Thank you, sir. That is very generous. I wouldn't be able to afford that, though. Would there be any movement on that? Thank Uh you.
3: Now he's negotiating me down.
2: 150. Sorry for the delay, sir. I went out last night. I normally pay max 50 pounds.
3: Do I do, do? I send him socks? For socks fifty quid. I'll I don't, know, I don't know if that's reasonable
2: quid. in your books, but I would be very grateful for the opportunity. Hope mm. you have a good day, sir. Sir, the def, the
3: deference. Uh, well, I'm an alpha male, mate. So I mean, <laughs> it says it clearly states that in, in the message. So you know, it makes sense. It makes sense. Yeah, you haven't, you haven't replied to his his offer of fifty quid. Well, I'm just one. I'm, I'm worried now. I'm really worried that he's going to negotiate me down to too much. And in the end, I'm going to end up giving him socks for free and going around to pleasure him twice <laughs> um, <'cause> he wins, <laughs> because he wins a negotiation. And I'm not negotiating. I'm not negotiating back. See, up, I, really, I
2: am thinking, I, I am thinking this uh, right because there was the joke for a long time on our YouTube channel <laughs> where JB would forget to wear socks, yeah. <laughs> and me and Phil would say, uh, "You're going to skew up our algorithm, yeah. and, and we'll get. Maybe that's what's happened. Someone has stumbled across our YouTube videos because, because the you've algorithm. messed up the algorithm on the feet. Yeah. We're massive in the foot fetish community.
3: It's really worrying, actually, because I'm just thinking now, like, if this sideline of mine takes off and I can you know, sell dirty rugby socks for 50 quid a go, I mean, I only play one game a week, so I'm going to have to really up, like, where do I find my games? I'll have to be doing midweek tra- games. Tra-
0: yeah, training. Two, two training sessions. It's,
3: but is, is that legitimate, though? I mean, do you want training socks or do you want game socks?
0: Uh... Oh, training socks for me personally.
2: Training socks that you've worn for three consecutive training sessions without washing
0: them equals one game sock.
3: Yeah, so I mean that's a lot of rugby games.
0: Yeah, two training socks plus game socks, but then CrossFit socks—they must get pretty sweaty.
3: Yeah, that is true. Uh, Also, I could potentially, I could potentially run a you know buying socks off other off Uh. other rugby players. and
0: then <laughs> buy low and sell high
3: yeah 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 buy yeah. him for
0: 20 quid off your teammates and sell them for 50 quid exactly
3: but this, I The i time i replaced the team socks handles yeah it's, it's, this, this
2: reminds me of something so uh, there is a there's a woman i saw a story about the other day who sells something for um one thousand dollars a pop oh wow what wait and i'll uh Ooh. let me find the clip where's the video come on oh it's been broken or removed Oh, uh, the link's been broken. Oh, I was going to play you a clip. I'm, gonna see, I'm just going to find our name, see if I can find it. Keep talking. All
3: no, right. So, okay.
0: so, so my, uh, where, as
3: long as the economics work...
0: Well, that's, uh, what, that's where I'm going on this. So, at the moment, you, you're, uh, goods are worth what people are willing to pay for it. Exactly. You have one piece of data that someone is willing to pay 50 quid for your socks, mm-hmm. but you need more data. So the only logical conclusion is you need to start an OnlyFans account. Yes, go on. Selling socks yes. and find out your market rate.
3: That's a great idea. And then but the problem is, if other, now we've publicised it, more people are going to get into the sock market driving down my price.
0: Well, but there's, there are so few alpha males like you could sell. That solve. is
3: true, that is true. Yeah. Right, have a listen to this. hey guys today i'm gonna to be showing you a day in the life of a girl who sells her farts in a jar Drop no a jar way no yeah that is
2: disgusting what she does and she went on to say uh first i eat beans um, and <laughs> jesus christ and I, pr- I have a protein muffin and uh and then and then i get to work oh, oh my jesus, god
3: foul oh my People god so disgusting aren't they anyway <laughs> yeah." Anyway. Not, not my clients, of course. That is, <laughs> that is completely normal. Damn
2: it. You've, uh, well, there, there you go. Um, we've got a new Patreon tier <laughs> patreon.com forward slash egg chasers. I mean, we'll have to come up with a name for that one because we've, we've got our Negroni um, tier. Yeah. We'll have to come up with a whole new foot related tier. Yeah. Crikey.
0: We'll work on that. Mm. The games. How, so, how long have we been talking for now?
3: Nearly fifty minutes. Well,
0: Perfect. There was only three
2: games. Or four, four games, games.
0: Five, wasn't there? Four, four Champions Cup. There right. Was, up. Yeah.
3: There's only one today.
0: Ul- Ulster, Quinns, Exeter, Leicester.
3: That's right. Yeah. Okay. So I guess that, I, I I think the Leicester game was a genuinely high quality game. Actually. Uh, well, I mean, it just shows Leicester will never ever lose another rugby game. Oh no chance. Yeah. They've, they've forgotten how
2: to lose. as have seen both I I thought
3: this would be hard for them. Um... Fair play Connacht. And it was. Oh, Connacht a good sign. Handy and team, it, yeah. I think that Leicester are very, very proficient. They're, I'm not sure if they're that extra level of quality. Do you know, like Saracens, when they kick into that extra high gear? I don't think that they've got that yet, despite beating Saracens, I might add.
2: Yeah,
0: they um, they had a weakened team this week. They, they fielded a weakened team this week. Yeah, they did. Um, and they, it, well, they, I think they did kick into an extra gear this week around the 45 to 50 minute mark when they changed their front row and they had that extended period of time camped on Connacht's line, scrum after scrum, Fuck. penalty. Oh.
3: Is this you, Tim? That's literally just appeared in my DM.
2: Get out of it. Uh, we're not broadcasting live no, anymore, No, we? we're not broadcasting live.
3: Literally a message has just arrived in your DMs that
2: says your feet are so 4, four, four O's. So sexy in your podcast. <laughs> What's going what on? Is, have
3: we? Are we? Bumped? And that is a completely random account joined.
2: Is this like? No, well, Jeremy Beadle's not about anymore. But is there like? Is there like a Beadle person doing a Beadle's oh, about one? That on is us? Really, what.
3: That is really creepy. That's literally just popped up now. Apologies.
2: am is. For, I'm, I'm going to do, do my Nick Mullins at this point as well. Apologies for the language.
3: Yes, that is a bit weird. Uh, you
0: said your phone was going sentient the other week. Do you think your phone You've is...
2: You've got a new phone as well, haven't you?
3: Google uh, P- Pixel. Uh, right. oh. I don't trust Google. Uh, Skynet. oh How... I'm just going to put that like there and just... Not Hi, can, you, c- can you turn your phone off, please, GB?
2: It's, it's listening <laughs> to everything <what I> <laughs> we're saying. <laughs> it's
3: quite... Oh, there we go. It's evil, isn't
0: it? Hmm. Anyway, I was, as I was saying, there was a bit of a step change in Leicester's performance this week when they changed their front row. Uh, Dan Cole comes on and they had that 10. It felt like a 10 minute period from about 50 minutes to 60 minutes where they were camped on Connacht's line. It was scrum after scrum. It was scrum penalty after scrum penalty. Eventually forced the Finley Beelum yellow card and then eventually forced, well, I think it was the uh, Josea Somaki. Steward and Somaki. And the Steward. Yeah, the Freddie Steward tries, which all came from that period of extensive scrum dominance. That was the shift that they had. But they, they, didn't, they didn't play that well, I, I didn't think, overall. I thought Connacht played Conor played pretty well. They took the chances by forcing errors, their two tries. Um, they kicked intelligently and pinned Leicester back. But it always felt like Leicester were going to win, yeah. even though it was a weakened Leicester team. Yeah.
3: Well, yeah. I mean, Connor went in at the half on the up.
0: Massive though Yeah um, the Jack Carty Intercept
3: And also Jack Carty Landing the drop goal to, yep. well, Probably mm. is going to be A really crucial Bonus one Because they've already Won one against Stad Stad yeah Big big win So I, I think they're, they're looking pretty Sharp to get into The knockouts I, I would say
0: Yeah And Leicester Obviously They've played 2-1-2 They're on nine points Same as Munster and Quinns In their Their half of the table And yep. the other half Of the table Top team is Racing, who obviously beat Northampton comfortably, but then have got a home walkover against Ospreys this week. They're on ten points. Then my boys Ulster, second place yeah, on let's nine. Yeah,
3: about Ulster looking good. Yeah, they. So... You bought into the idea. That Mike Lowry is the Northern Hemisphere's chosen Col- Colby. Do you, do
2: you always want to say? No, t- uh, no. Yes, the, no. Answer is yes, the next but question. D- but do you want to? Do you always want to say his name like bad boys? Yes, exactly. Mac Lowry. Lowry. <laughs>
3: yes, hundred percent. I uh, no. I don't. Th- I don't think so either. The only, no. th- the only similarity is they're both small. What's the yeah. what,
2: What's the last player you can remember that is as small and and s- as small as Mike Lowry? I, think
3: Blair, I, really? I know one. Um, played at Bristol. That well, wasn't a scrum half. Who's not he's a like scrum Because he's like Harry Randall, small. Yeah. What is his name? He played in the World Cup for Wales. He's fullback. Played for Bristol. Palam um, no. Uh, and Cardiff, and I think he's oh Matthew Morgan. Matthew
0: Morgan, Matthew Morgan, Matthew Morgan. Yeah, yeah. that's a good shout. A good, that's a good shout.
3: That's the only one. Only one I can really think of. Palam. Um, Ryan Lamb was a very small guy, but never. Yeah,
0: full back. yeah. And I, I think he's. I think he's probably bigger than. Uh, Bigger than Mike Lowry. Halfbacks
2: can fly half and scrum half can quite often avoid a lot of the big contact. Mike Lowry just yeah gets stuck in. You have it. to make those big tackles at covering, and you're quite often exposed catching a kick with you know a kick chase. Is it, bearing down on you. And he's
3: a good example of why you just give lads a chance and see what they can do. Mm. Because if you, you know, select rugby, rugby players in a tick box style exercise, like are you big enough or you're not big. Big, big, big enough you'd miss him out completely and he is I'm not going to say he's unique he's, not, he's, he's rare yep. and I think that rare uh, I think that rareness gives him a real advantage because you don't really know what to do with him and his kicking's great like his uh, ta- his tactical kicking uh, was it this week he got a 50-20 uh, yeah he did he got 50-22 he's very very good player his offloading's nice he just does a lot of good things not sure he's an international though I mean he might end up an in international because Ireland have got nowhere else to turn and they do find themselves in that situation because of a relatively shallow player pool.
0: But, it, you know, well, he's actually he, probably, if you look at the um, international scene, he's probably not far off someone like Jordan Lama, who would be a, a, a similar similar yeah. stature, similar type player. That's a good shout. Perhaps um, Mike Lowry maybe be a <clears throat> little bit more kicking and distributing. Jordan Lama a bit more... Um, very Ian
3: Witty, isn't he? Who?
0: Uh Lowry. Lowry <laughs>
3: uh, <laughs> Definitely uh, not very Tom Hendrickson yeah. <laughs> The opposite Tom, Tom <laughs> but
0: he's closer in size to Hendrickson than he is to Witten I guess
2: <laughs> <laughs> Anyway, Ulster off. are a legit it, team I, 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 Dan McFarland is one of my favourite DORs in rugby I, I, yeah.
0: I,
3: I really like the cut of his jib I, I, liked, I liked Hume as well I thought Hume, Hume, Hume was a lovely player
0: Hume is class he had, he had a good game this week I think he had a better game last week he has been playing at some level for some time. Where's
2: he in the packing order? Uh, for Ireland? Not to, I, How many injuries would need to happen for him to be starting? Uh, maybe.
0: Uh, no. So, Ringrose would have the outside berth. Then, probably, if he goes down, Henshaw might or, get moved out if Chris Henshaw's Farrell. fit. Farrell I has like played Farrell. there. Farrell and Hume are different players, though. Aren't they? Farrell is massive. Farrell's, a monster. Farrell's an absolute monster. He's absolutely enormous. Um, I think I think Hume would be ahead of Farrell in the pecking mm. order.
2: Yeah, I think you're right.
0: Although, because you've got Farrell selecting Farrell, there's some uh, some bias yeah. there. Um, but this was... So Ulster, his great first 20 minutes, amazing first two minutes to kick off, get the ball back, and 15 phases later, the lovely little inside pass from Billy Burns to Robbie Herring, who l- ran a great line, finished that try beautifully... Great start to the game. Then it was a bit more of an arm wrestle, but Ulster, with the... Well, they got a little bit lucky with the two tries. So um, Nathan McElroy scored a superb try um, with a little trip over the top, takes it, steps uh, scores, and then goes in ahead of Slight Home was catching him. Um, that was a great try. The other two tries, I feel, were a little bit lucky. The... Cross-field kick to Gilroy, where RC Tuala, just, n- no one around him, he just misses the ball and it bounces up to Gilroy to tap it down. And then I think the Mitchell yellow card on penalty try was a little bit unlucky. I think it was a deliberate knock-on by the definition of the law, because he was not in a position to catch the ball. His hands go down. I don't think he deliberately slapped it down, but his hand went down to hit the ball. Um, I think then Furbank was coming across. So I think it was a little bit lucky for Ulster to get both the yellow card and the penalty try. But for f- for f- four try bonus point, I'll take it. Yeah. And I also think that the on try is it the on try? No, the Mitchell try um against Ulster was a little bit lucky because there was there was definitely crossing. And even though there was no contact with um uh, John Cooney, who was defending that line his, he, was, he was totally wrong-footed as a consequence of the crossing. So not sure that sort of should have stood. But it's a good win. It's five points against a, a decent Northampton Saints side, yeah. who who had to go for it and they did go for it. But um, gotta say, how much
3: I love the Saints at the moment. I just think that their their performances are so underpowered. I mean, they just they have no fight in them. I, I don't know what it is. They just. Is it no fight? Is it just they just can't defend or they buckle? I've got well, no idea. <sighs> the,
0: the interesting thing is their defence was really good for 90% of the time. And then, well, the, the only real bad defensive error was in the first two minutes for the um, Herring try. That was it a was nice bit of play, but it's two minutes into the game, so no one's out on their feet. No one no one should be out of position. And the inside man has just not picked up a, run, like a blindside run from Robert Herring. And he bursts through three tackles.
3: Yeah, I mean, on, that the, is that is poor. Yeah, it is poor, isn't it? Yeah. Really poor. Uh, like on an individual basis, you look at their team and think individually they all seem to play fairly well in in phases. So I think you're like Ludlam, who I love, um, Tomon Harrison, who I love. You know those <coughs> sort of very big dynamic. courts. Uh, big, big courts, courts but he, he doesn't play phases. Exact conversation last week, to be but, fair, yeah, didn't we? But not. I'd exclude Courtney because I think he is like legitimately world class. He is just world class. The other lads, I wonder if they I their middling talent or their top club talent just isn't isn't just it's just not good enough. Hmm. You know, like so, Ludlam can play at his highest level and he is good and I really really like him. But I would just you know maybe he's just not at the level that you know the back rows are at Sale or the back rows are at you know Leicester or. Well, they I mean, went
2: they went to Ulster and were really competitive. Well,
3: yes, yeah,
0: well, they were they were competitive. I, yeah, I think Ludlam's harsh to sing them out because he's he's. But a hell of Harrison would be in that mould. Like ha- Harris, Harrison, the, I'd agree with. I think front, super
3: abrasive, super hard working, you know, very good players, but just not big enough and all oh, good enough.
0: Fr- front row
3: is where they do struggle. Yeah, front but, row they struggle. Ribbons is really good. Ribbons is really good.
2: Well, let's just remember they've looked really good for for about for the seven or eight weeks of the Premiership. They look actually look re- mm. genuinely really good, and they will look again. They will look great again, I think. February and beyond. This is the tough part yeah. of the season for Northampton yeah. because the, the the conditions don't play to their strengths.
3: And that is a good point.
2: I think they, I think they need probably
0: a good twelve is someone that they need. And they've been playing Fraser Dingwall there. They've got Rory Hutchinson who's been in and out, and it was amazing a few years ago, but his form has, has been a bit up and down. I think if they had, particularly when they lose Dan Bigger, and you've got Furbank, who's a solid ten, but not an amazing ten. I mean, he's an England international ten. Yeah, exactly. But England in international ten against Tonga when, I mean, JB, you could have played ten and you would have. Um, I've done all right. You you would have done very well yeah. in that in that game.
3: I played ten like, um, like uh, what's his name? Not Billy. the... the, the like yeah, Mac, uh, like Billy Burns plays. Just <laughs> give it to everybody else.
0: Who are you going to say, Manu Vanapola? Not Billy Vanapola. Manu, Man, yeah, van Manu just
3: Give it to everyone else. Uh, Rhys Priestland. Yes. I said I'd be less afraid of the game line. <laughs> yes.
0: <laughs> so yeah, I think that because I, I really like Proctor at thirteen. But we're not seeing him as much as we should be Because he's such a dangerous runner He's such a strong runner and dangerous runner I like Dingwall We're not bringing him into the game enough
3: yeah. I, I, I like them with Ding, Digwell, Dingwell and Hutchinson but I also appreciate there's just no directness to what they do
0: Yeah Hutchinson uh, Hutchinson, Dingwall can hit hard He hit uh, Was it Actually I think it was Gilroy on Dingwall it, but Is Gilroy
3: Where, in relation to the other Gilroy?
0: It's the same Gilroy
3: As Craig Gilroy, they've got a second one, haven't they? Have they? I thought I m- sort of... They might do. I'm sure they have. Have
2: I made that up? No, that's Coronation Street. Bet Gilroy. Ah, yes, about. it is. It is.
3: <laughs> <laughs> um, um, a quick look. I'm sure I s-
0: noticed another Gilroy. Maybe. Oh, while you're doing that, no, I did, didn't. I it did didn't. want to give a shout out actually because uh, Balakad Economics messages on Twitter to give a shout out to Ballymina Academy Rugby, who have supplied some. Uh, Impressive There was four players On the pitch on Friday night From Balamina Academy Wow And over the years They've produced Ian Humphreys Matt McCullough Brian Young Luke Marshall Andy Warwick John Andrew Matty Ray Marcus Ray Stuart Moore And also David Humphreys James Topping Sid Miller And Willie John McBride So
3: There's some big names there Some massive names Over the year And
0: to have four players For one club To have four players On the pitch On on, uh, Friday night in such a good win, is very impressive,
3: isn't it? Just yeah, it just yeah. Do you know um, Ulster, uh, Ulster in particular of all the Irish of pro- uh, uh, of all the Irish provinces? Probably Premiership teams need to be looking at these guys now and saying that's how you build a team: giving lads opportunities, letting them Mac- let, letting them flourish, and pl- playing them the things that they can do, rather than things things that uh, you know you you hope that they are.
0: McFarland Mac- is. I- He's such a good coach. He's so... He reminds me of Borthwick in the way that he's just so kind of straight-laced. Yeah. The way that he addresses the press and answers the question. He gives you a straight answer to a straight question. Um, and he just... He's built that team in a really nice way that plays to the strengths of that team and doesn't try and copy other, other team styles, doesn't try and do anything different. He's just a good, solid team built, built around some very impressive youngsters um, he, he
2: talks about love too, JB. What? <laughs> uh, he, <laughs> he really? He's been do- yeah, he's been doing that for a while. God, <laughs> uh, I, I've got so much time for Dan McFarland. Massively, I, I really do. He he gets it. He's he's uh, he just gets it. Um, yeah, he gets it from the fans' perspective. He's got a great relation. He's cultivated a great relationship between the Ulster team and and the fans. And uh, yeah, I think he's doing really really good things.
0: With all that said, I think Ulster, if they get uh, any of the big teams in a big big game yeah. in the knockout stages we're really going to struggle
2: yeah agreed um, just just on this one it seems like the, r- the right time to bring it up uh, Ben in Leicester has uh, emailed eggchasers ch- uh, at gmail.com he says um, boys with the Irish teams looking so strong at the moment he did message us on Friday um, before the matches mm-hmm. um, he said with the Irish provinces looking so strong at the moment do you think there's a space for a fifth province so much depth in every position no I, d- I mean, I don't know. I, I don't know how Ireland carves itself up geographically in terms of, like you say, these provinces are natural, already existing things. The rugby hasn't invented Leinster, Leinster, Connex, and all that. Yeah. I
3: thought that. No. <laughs> so I always thought that um, <laughs> Wales was divided up into Blues, Scarlet, and <laughs> I
2: got
3: um, confused. But uh, well, I guess a fifth province then would be London Irish if they wanted to go down. There. Well, I mean,
2: mm. the, what was the population of New Zealand and population of Ireland is. Comparable Comparable isn't it Yeah probably Yeah, but Somewhere between about 4 and 5 million somewhere. There's 5 New Zealand teams And there's a north and a south
3: I would say Kind makes sense That The more international players that you get And I know what you're saying That there's so many now That they could have A fifth province But why Why water it down I think The I think I, I do believe in Steel shop and steel So the more World class guys That you get in there I, I wouldn't be surprised if if you reallocated this, the talent, if the Leinster players in different environments weren't as good as the Leinster players in Leinster's environment because they're up against it every single day.
2: Well, that that is what uh, Leinster did for a while. That's that's how Ulster <laughs> recruited a lot of players when they were making yeah. their own.
3: Yeah. We'll have
0: Geordie Murphy. We'll have... Uh, Jack McGrath. Jack McGrath. Yeah, Carberry went, went Munster. to Munster.
3: Yeah. yeah. So, uh, and that, I think they're probably in as good a place as they can be now.
0: Yeah, and it it, it is... You get kind of ups and downs in terms of talent and the richness of the talent and the Ireland have got a lot of options and they've got depth like we've we've seen we always see it from Leinster, but we've seen from Munster and Ulster. Yeah. Um, they might not necessarily be in that position in a few years' time and then if you're trying to play with more teams, never mind the, the difficulty of actually structuring the snake pit they would be negotiating the fifth team, where it's gonna be, who it's oh, gonna be based imagine. on. It'd be horrible. But you might not be in that same, team, uh, same position with all of that rich talent, and therefore all five teams suffer as a consequence.
2: Yeah. Uh, well, we got another email from Rory on the subject of Irish rugby, and, oh no, it's, it's mainly about the leinster v Montpellier game, what do you think, which we, we discussed. But he also does say, I was wondering if Phil could help me out, I'm looking for, to buy a coffee machine. No! What, what would he recommend? He says, I know he was talking about one recently on the pods, <laughs> but I can't remember which one that was. You can't afford that. Well, if you can't afford that... <laughs>
0: More fully well, you, can't, yeah. you, can't, you can't get one. You can't get one non-available in the it. UK at the moment.
3: Well I had to get one from Italy.
0: Yeah, this you'll struggle to get one right now. If you want, a, if, you want a good,
2: if you want a good if you want a good to cup um, entry level barista and someone came round um, to my house who um, has worked at a, they were doing a bit of it doesn't really matter what the ins and outs were <laughs> daughter of a friend doing some work experience with my wife on her business. She came in. She's worked at a cafe in Chalton. She came and used my machine, and I said to Kate, "I think maybe I need a more expensive machine to be able to do the real Latté proper up. latte art." Yeah. She, no. She just came in and went. Wah. Yeah. There's yes. a, there's a
3: beautiful fern. I can't do latte art for the life of me. <laughs> but but of that me. but that's a that's a
2: Sage uh, Barista Express. Which yes. Is, that's a good solid which... entry level. Uh, beat I, I, cut machine,
0: it's great. I've had my Brewster Express for six years now. Oh six and a half years now. Um I am looking at upgrading it, but it has been I think it's a great balance in you, terms you, of your money.
3: You call it your best friend, do you not? <laughs> I did a few <laughs> years ago.
0: Yeah. Um I if I was looking at getting another one, which I am, but just not yet, I'd be going for the two that I'm really interested in would be uh Prophetic Pro 700, mm. which is about four times the price, mm. and then a La Marcosa uh, Linear Mini Twenty Twenty One Fiorentina For model, nine
2: or ten times the price. Eight, te-
0: it's ten times the ten price. Times it's probably price. when you get a grinder as well. You're probably talking twelve times the
2: price. So this is the thing, Rory. Basically, spend spend get Barista Express uh, Sage Barista Express. It's not worth getting anything a little bit more expensive than that, if you're going to go more expensive than that, you need to double the price. So how,
0: well, what, what, what you can do as well is, you can buy that if, if you like having... Because it it's not as easy as just making instant coffee, but it's a lot
3: better. Oh, if lot you like better. the
0: process, you can sell that for probably 50% of what you bought it for and
3: then upgrade in 12 months' time. Hang on a minute. Yeah. There is another element to this. How do you like your coffee? What do you drink?
0: Mostly, when I'm at home, I drink double Espresso's. And yeah. then the occasional macchiato. And if I occasionally, on the weekend, push the boats out to a cappuccino. What time? Before 10.30am. Thank you. Um, I d-
2: yeah, I was going to say, I, I very much follow the Italian model now, which is something with milk in the morning only. Only.
3: It, strictly. And
2: then it's espresso.
3: Yeah. So the reason I mention that is because my machine upstairs does which everything.
0: Yours is, so yours is a rocket. Uh, uh,
3: Matiss- uh, Matiss- something or other. Matiss- so, begins with M. It begins with M. <laughs> Yeah. Um. Yes. I have basically a double espresso plus a bit of water, right? Yeah. <laughs> now I've got that machine upstairs, which is pretty good, but I've also got another one in my flat, which is a DeLonghi bean to cup thing. Just so for that, those that is
0: a like one button bean to cup.
3: One button press it, and, and it spits
0: got... out coffee after, at the end of it.
3: Yeah. And the only things you control, right, is how much volu- the volume of liquid, and is it. Tiny little thing on the grinder to control the, and actually, when you turn that up to the absolute uh, finest grind and turn it down to the minimum amount of liquid, you actually get exactly coffee as I like it for about <laughs> one fifth of the price. Yeah, yeah. So what's the point?
0: Yeah, there you go. But it that? is nice. the The rocket, in particular the S- Sage Brewster Express, looks looks decent. The rocket looks superb. Yes, and then the uh, Lamacosa Linear Mini Twenty Twenty One Fiorentina Edition is next level beautiful
3: yeah i, I like mine because of uh, how, how cool people think i am for owning it <laughs> <laughs>
2: well, there you go Ho- hopefully that helped rory and um that last, the coffee with the boys segment of the podcast yep. done uh, and- when you're ready to pop the question
1: the last thing you want to do is second guess the ring at blue nile.com you can design a one-of-a-kind ring with the ease and convenience of shopping online.
2: And we'll launch into one of the other games through an email from Craig Simpson. Contact at gmail.com. Hello, Tim, JB, and Phil. Love the podcast, blah, 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 um, He says, uh, I do occasionally get slightly frustrated at the general attitude towards the URC slash Scottish teams due to the league they play in. Well, you might have a point here, mate, because he says, can you discuss Glasgow's last two European performances? running last year's finalists very close, and Mm. bullying, he uses that word, which I don't think is uh, inappropriate, bullying the Exeter Chiefs this week. Combine this with Edinburgh beating a strong Saracens team away from home, I don't think the depth within Scottish rugby has (laughs) been this strong for 20-plus years. Mm. Mm. For a country with less registered players than Sri Lanka.
3: That was the interesting part of the email for me. We are not that bad.
2: Yeah, I didn't know Sri Lanka was a hotbed, and we got a separate email, actually, which I will find, as you're discussing, um, from someone saying, uh, in terms of a Tier 2 tour, Nick Goff, here he is, he's in Sri Lanka, and mm. weirdly, the two separate emails, huh? completely unrelated, but he was saying, you'd be surprised, um, Nick Goff, thanks for getting so he said, you'd be surprised about the popularity of rugby in Sri Lanka, come over for a Tier 2 tour. Where well, is Sri Lanka?
3: <laughs> um, uh, the Indian, Indian subcontinent,
0: Ocean, yeah. yeah, Indian Ocean, Indian subcontinent, east of India.
3: Is Colombo still the? Colombo yeah, is the capital. capital. So, um, oh, hang on. Did it so have Has it just not recently ended a civil war?
2: Yes, but I, but I actually think that the everything I hear about Sri Lanka is wonderful. Like the, the locals absolutely love having people from Europe and the, and the UK and stuff, and it's just gorgeous white sand, um, incredible um, jungle, uh, and beaches and I mean, wildlife.
0: Well, um, Sri Lanka, or Ceylon, as it was formerly called, uh, they're one of the few teams that the British and Irish Lions have played against. Yes, I know. Because in the the 50s, I think it was, or I'm just looking it up, uh, 1930s and the 1950s, uh, because they were obviously touring to Australia and New Zealand, by boat, they stopped off in uh, Sri Lanka. Or Ceylon. Yeah, so they played... uh, October the 1st, 1930, and 18th of September, 1950, at the race course in Colombo. I bet that would have been pretty cool to go to. Oh, yeah. That would have been unbelievable.
2: That would be amazing. Yeah, I'm, I'm. hey, thank you very much for the heads-up, Nick, and we'll we'll be sure to ask for some advice uh, as and when things like that are able to do again, be, be game on. Um, as as to Craig's email, fair comment, I'd say, that, which is not something you say about teams playing next to very often. Glasgow bullied them.
0: Yeah.
3: Yeah. Um, I mean, I didn't see it, actually. Uh, I know the weather conditions were dreadful.
2: You uh, were watching
0: it, but you just couldn't see what
3: was yeah, going on. But I, 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 hear, hear, I was uh,
2: saying nobody saw it. Yeah, I, I hear the that the, that the weather it. conditions
3: were dreadful for both teams, though. So that's, yeah, uh, yeah, they were. They were. Um, they were.
0: No, Glasgow massively fronted up. Um, they stopped, stopped Exeter on the game line or behind the game line repeatedly. It actually, it reminded me, watching it, it reminded me a bit of the... Uh, Scotland beat England two years ago so yeah. 2019 at uh, Twickenham in, a, in very bad conditions probably worse conditions than this but England went to beat Scotland up and Scotland just repeatedly stopped England on the game line time after time after time in that Six Nations it might have been 2020 Six Nations it, this reminded me of that game uh, mm. Glasgow Glasgow especially when you consider just how much talent has left Glasgow amazing, in the last few isn't it? years so just think of Hog. Um, Finn Russell Hugh Jones Duan van der Merwe I was doing no, no, no Duan was, was Edinburgh but um, great yeah, great yeah Johnny uh, Grey so it's, it, the way Seymour. I read this is
3: that Glasgow's South Africans were far more effective than extra Scottish players <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah it's it's a, it's a cracking result it's a bloody great result and that puts Glasgow basically in the driver's seat to get out of the group now yeah absolutely, absolutely. yeah and yeah I think you, I think the point you make about the amount of talent which is lost and I, I'll put my hand up and say I'm guilty of thinking of, of Glasgow now as a bit of a spent force because they have lost so, so, so much talent but maybe I'm completely well wrong.
2: I, I mean we, we talk up the Premiership as a as a great spectacle all the time, and I think rightly so the competitiveness first down to well the competitiveness through most of the league is, is there to see and any team can beat any team and that's the beauty of it. But I think that there's going to be have to be an acknowledgement that there's very much a difference between competitiveness and overall quality and the premiership is going to be significantly adrift from a lot of the uh, ultimate fighting championship yeah. uh, well, clubs and definitely the top 14.
3: I'm not sure. I think this just is an extension of what I've always said about European rugby the beauty of it is watching teams who are built differently for built for differently for different tasks the ufc teams are built to provide the national teams with basically a babysitting service
2: but when you get to the top teams the coaching is excellent the brilliant uh, the preparation is perfect the tactical setup is great and there are the, yeah, yeah i agree, appreciate this matchups but it will come down to personnel that will be the difference amazing players and enough of them will make the difference in well, big games, which is why I'm saying, and I'm not complaining about it, because the rugby's got to cut its cloth, but the premiership in seasons to come, this is what we're going to see a little bit more, because they, they're going to be limited by the...
3: So, I'm not sure... By the salary I'm gap. not sure if... Maybe that is the future of the game. I'm not sure if this game reflects that, because Extra have actually got two of Glasgow's best players, you know, recent greats oh, in, yeah, yeah, in yeah, Ray yeah, and Hawk. So, you know, the talent drain is still occurring. The, the Scottish teams are not... Doing a particularly great job of getting the talent back in. So they got, they lost. Um, I say Chalmers. What am I, what am I thinking about? The other guy who went to um, Gloucester. Oh Hastings. 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 Uh, so you know, they lost Hastings and they signed Duncan Weir. So they're not, they're not retaining the talent that much. I but they don't it was, need it
0: if they got Ross Thompson kicking, <laughs> kicking yeah. sticks as he was doing yesterday. If, if anything,
3: this is a victory for. Uh, Glasgow in the same way, the victory for Ulster reflected that they're giving the talent within their system an opportunity to shine. Mm. Yeah, so and, and they have and got, and they've got a
2: national setup which is highly concentrated. Yeah, in through two focal points. Yeah, and uh, yeah, if you get if you get the coaching and the and the preparation and, and everything else
3: right, it's. I don't even know who the coach of good. Glasgow is. Does anyone know who the coach of Glasgow? Will, is? Danny Wilson. Uh what from the ex-Cardiff Blues guy? I think so. Yeah, that was
0: him.
2: Is that not why Die Young went to
3: Cardiff. Cardiff? Yeah, so Danny Wilson would have, So did Danny Wilson have a history with Scottish rugby before that?
0: Don't know I don't know mm-hmm. either
3: I, I'm so out of touch with UFC
0: <laughs> um, One thing I will say is Glasgow um, so they kick their stick very well Ross Thompson cool head slotting penalties um, Exeter now I don't think they had that many shots at goal because I think Glasgow's Discipline was was generally very good. Um, They didn't score a single penalty. (laughs) Had they been able to keep the scoreboard ticking over in the same way that Glasgow did, they wouldn't have found themselves so far adrift. They
2: didn't score a single point until 71 minutes. Yeah. Wow.
0: Um, I do wonder, partly because of the the law changes um, that we've already spoken about, so I won't go into that, but I do wonder if that will slightly reset Exeter's risk and reward from kicking the sticks compared to kicking the corner. Something that we'll have to watch yeah. in future. Good point. Um, the other one, um, Johnny Matthews, who scored the, w- well, the final try for Glasgow, old Cedric Park boy. So Is he? Yeah. He, uh, he played a couple of seasons, while in my like, my last couple of seasons. I've got a
3: story for you. So I interviewed Jack Singleton this week for Rugby Dungeon. Jack Singleton. Oh, yeah, yeah. Yeah. So yep. that's up now. Go listen to that. And really, really good interview, obviously. Um, I'm,
2: really good interviewee.
3: Yes, interviewee. Yeah, yeah. Uh, but afterwards, I um, we we're, were having a chat off mic. Okay, I can't believe it, this is off mic. And so, like, you know, did is it your dad that played or you know how have you, have you got going to No, it's my mum's side they're from Manchester and my uncle was one of the founding members of Sedgley Park I was like what, what? why didn't you tell me that on the podcast and wow like, no, it's not a good interview you missed some, some brilliant questions so that's interesting because there are singletons at Sedgley Park ah uh, well it'd be his mum's side so they wouldn't be singletons oh interesting it's oh just, yeah of course
2: yeah. They might be simpletons not singletons <laughs> <laughs> yeah <laughs> I'm joking <laughs> that's cool that's really cool
0: yeah there you go. Wow. I'll find out
3: from him who... So,
2: Sedgley Park's Jack Singleton. I, I wonder if him and Mark Atkinson are, are bezzy mates off that. wonder if their folks know each other.
3: <laughs> well, so... Well, actually, Mark Atkinson... So, Mark Atkinson's from... I think he's from Hale rather than anywhere else. Yeah, he's a bit so, posher. Yeah, he's yeah, a bit, you know, from the world's... Much the much way. better stock. Yeah. 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 The, single, the reason I ask that is because Singleton... Uh, is it, he really like he he really likes really likes football. His dad's a, dad's a Manchester United fan. I was like, well, "What are you from Manchester?" He's like, no North Manchester, but it's my mum's side that played. I love it. Um,
2: are you from Manchester? No. North Manchester.
0: Yeah, yeah, North Manchester. <laughs> I would never I I am from North Manchester. I, don't I would never say that, I'm actually. from I think I might have said that. I don't <laughs> But it came up. No, one no, would no say... sorry,
3: I said we we're, were from No, sorry, I said that we're, that we're based in South Manchester. Oh, uh, Okay. I'm, I'm from North Manchester. Okay, yeah. Ah, okay,
2: um, that makes more sense. It does. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> no.
3: South you're from Manchester. No, uh, no, yeah, North. I say <laughs> anyway, I said I'm from North Wales. Also, you do. Yeah. You're, Wales, you're quite North pati- North Wales? Wales. No, North, North Wales.
0: You're quite particular about that.
3: Yeah. Um, yeah so there's an interesting yeah very good yeah
0: I like that yeah um, one final game that we not touched on Quinn's, God,
3: Quinns Cardiff yeah oh um, boy I f- Rowan yeah uh, I mean
2: look, Rowan Jenkins friend of the pod
3: did great I'm sure um, I'm, over, I'm over the novelty now um, <laughs> well done <laughs> well done everyone it'd be nice if they won I mean but they were 17 all at one point
0: yeah they, they were they were in it until uh, last 20 minutes or so they were, they were right in it. And yeah. then, then there was a couple of tries, um, cross-field kick by March and um, a Dombrant uh, crash-over try. And that that kind of finished it off with the Estes and try right, well, with two minutes to go when it's already done. But they, they played well. They scored a lovely try to to start, win it, the full-back, scored a great try with um, Fish pulling the strings. Then both of them got the try pick-and-go. Where they put loads of pressure on Quinns And then I don't know who this kid is Kabango Finished a try from 50 yards He's
3: a very good runner
0: Great runner Lovely balanced yeah. runner Rapid And he had those guys covering him But He had enough time and space And enough speed To yeah. kind of weave in between them
3: Yeah, We uh, had some um, Official Egg Chasers players At the game
0: mm, uh, We did
3: uh, Top scorer Hugo, Hugo. And, uh, Team Cap- manager Cap- Captain Lee Captain Lee and Alfie,
0: and Alfie, of course, so, most yeah. important member of the Egg Chasers,
3: official egg, official Egg Chasers. There, yes, absolutely. Yeah, fine. I mean, you know, I understand why. You know, I understand what's what's going on. Why his team had <coughs> to play. Good on them. Uh, the 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 dream is now thoroughly over.
0: Yeah, they they still they should still take some positives out of that because they played some good stuff. Yeah, but Quinns were all all round too strong.
3: I would like to mention something else, Aberavon, which yes. is where. Rowan Jenkins is yep. from, or the team he plays for. Have you seen their promotional video?
0: You sent it it's with.
3: It's so, so good.
0: Uh, I always get his name wrong. Sheen. Is it Ch- Michael? Is it, yeah, Michael Sheen. Is,
3: it, is that. The is, actor. Is that an actor, Tim? Michael Sheen. There's,
0: well, Michael Sheen's two actors, isn't it?
2: No, no, there's. Uh, Mar- Mar- there's, Mar- there's Martin Sheen, who was the president in The West Wing.
3: Yeah, not him. Yeah. Uh,
2: and then there's Michael Sheen, who there's- was Frost in. in ross nixon yes it's him. him him yeah it's him and he the guy who now says he's going to be a um what's the phrase a he's non gonna... a not a, a not-for-profit actor yeah
3: what does that even and, <laughs> mean and ca-
0: he's gonna be carbon negative isn't he a not-for-profit I
3: mean, i've got to say his, what his, a load of bollocks yeah <laughs> i mean his hair was pretty wild on uh, on this thing so maybe that's part of being carbon
2: Carbon negative. I love it when you make this is right. Okay, this is someone. How you Carbon I've negative. I've made millions of pounds.
3: Yeah, don't need to tell me. me now honest,
2: Tim. I just need to cling on to my career. I'll say all the right things. I'm not making any money anymore. I'll just cover my costs. Um and uh, and what what else did he say? And carbon negative.
0: I he might not have said carbon negative. To be fair neutral? to him.
2: Carbon neutral. Yeah. I'm a carbon neutral not for profit actor.
3: It's, I mean, it's astonishing. It's flawed. Um, <laughs> however, he did do a nice advert for Algarabon. Presumably not for profit. Uh, and he just does this, this this like monologue. And it's absolutely brilliant. Yeah, it is great. It is like, great. I, you've ruined it for me now. No, me, like, no, all no. The, no all but the that's fine. <laughs> Two
2: things can be true at once. That can be ridiculous. And the video can be that awesome.
3: That is true. That is true. Two things can be true at once. It makes me bristle. I <laughs> <laughs> thought of it. Uh,
2: so... How about we just meander through a couple more messages and see where it takes us. Uh, w- Will Kane says, um, watching a replay of V Cast, which we haven't talked about, okay, he spotted something that has been annoying him for a while, even at level six, where he plays. The length of penalty advantages. In the 57th minute, Chris Farrell is taken out of the ball after he threw himself um, about to get the ref's attention. That's, real yeah, okay. Uh, the... Thirty-five-ish meters from the line, Matt Carley then played penalty advantage numerous phases until Munster eventually having a try-scoring opportunity in the corner. Carley then has a four-minute discussion with Tempest as to try or no try. But if it's no try, he's going back for the penalty. If thirty-five is... meters and a try-scoring opportunity isn't an advantage, then what is? Uh, well, good point. I could not agree more that yeah. the, the way advantage is done infuriates me. And I'm with you. That is because try
0: scoring opportunity should be the end of it. And I think that was for the O'Donoghue try, which was ultimately a try, even though it's quite similar to the D'Alande no try, Mm. um, which was, I I think actually they got the ref, um, Carly got the decision right on both counts. But it would have been ludicrous to go back for the Chris Farrell um, penalty.
3: Two ways to look at it. First of all, it demonstrates exactly how powerful penalties are. Because a try scoring opportunity does that replace having my line out? You know, twenty meters down the field. Don't know if it does actually. All the three points because you know both of those are par- powerful outcomes. The second way to look at it is, it's one of the few times that teams truly play risk aver So non-risk averse. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They so open you, up. Yeah. So you have like a space of, I don't know, maybe ninety seconds where something might might happen which is very special whether it be cross field kick grubber through you know they, you, they put all their skills out on um, on display the counter to that the third way to look at it is it is so demoralising for a defence if you're playing even at level 6 and then a penalty is called against you you just know how hard you've got to work mm. and even after you've worked as hard as you possibly can you might have to defend the line out or you might have to defend uh, well you can't defend you just have to watch three points sail over so it is it is demoralizing but you know, I agree don't. with
2: you and you're right about the risk uh, the, the risk free rugby that it affords but I how, however I think that the the attacking team should know that and it's like you've got a free shot try something if you want to yeah. try try that Four cross, phases or try that crossfield kick try the ridiculous offload that might not come off because you've got the safety net of the penalty if you choose to go phase 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 well that's on you yeah yeah. And, and and to tie this in with something else I've there's been a bugbear for a while and I've mentioned a bunch of times, it absolutely infuriates me, even if it was only five meters back the penalty. if and and there's times when a player is reaching to put the ball over the line and drops it, yep. it's like, well no how much how much more advantage do you want than only having well, to have held the ball for another second so, to score a try? Advantage and over. And
3: always say what the phases, right? But if my team sound of play is to go through the phases is it the team's fault that they're going through the phases, or is it the referees' fault for allowing them to go through the phases before blowing the advantage up? Um, well, well, the, the, you you, see what? What do you mean? I, when I yeah. played, well, even
2: when I played, I can remember um, ref, referees chatting to scrum halves quite often. It's like. You've still got the penalty advantage, but and quite often the scrum arse would just like deliberately yeah, knock yeah, it yeah. deliberately knock it off yeah, yeah. love we'll the pen please sir yeah, there's sort of a bit of communication, but there's got to be a limit to it, and it is there's no hard and fast rules on I this. I feel there
3: should be a limit to it as well, but then you know if you feel that your advantage is your pick and go game and you're not particularly adept at cross field kicking, I don't think you should be punished. By saying okay, you've picked and gone now three times advantage over, or if you do that again, advantage well, over. A, I it's know. no
2: hard and fast rules. Yeah, yeah. I, I yeah. The certainly the when you clear,
0: clear try scoring opportunity, that is a rule. Yeah. And if you if you have a clear try scoring opportunity and miss it through your own fault, you shouldn't then get to go back to the advantage.
3: Yeah. So if you okay, so with the crossfield kick, then the, yeah, the crossfield kick's in an air, interesting one. That to me is a clear try scoring advantage because it's a one-on-one <sighs> now or whatever it is, and the player knocks on. We'll, we'll come back to the. Yeah. Advantage. I think actually I like it. I think I'll keep it as as it is as if it's the least worst option, I think the way it's played at the moment.
0: Generally the way it's played at the moment. But that would have been it would have been fairly unsatisfactory had um that gone back for a Chris Farrell penalty. 35 yes. meters down the line and an x number of phases.
3: Got to trust that the referee knows what he's doing. The art of refereeing.
0: Yeah, which is fair and a, and a in fairness to, um, well, mostly referees—not all, but most referees—and particularly most of the English referees, they do know what they're doing. Yeah, they're very, very good.
2: Agreed. Uh, Munster looked decent. Yeah, it was a bit of a uh,
0: the first the first half in particular. It's I
2: hard g- to get excited about that particular fixture.
0: Yeah, the first half in particular was both teams were so stop and start. Yeah, it was
2: the nature of the game was not.
0: great. Yeah, not great conditions, mixed up teams. Um, so yeah, it wasn't. That first half was tough watching, I must admit. Yeah. But um, a good, another good win for, for Munster. Puts them up near the top and in contention going forward.
2: Here's, a, here's an email I think you'll quite like. Uh, Ian Burbage says, As you've got a minute, lads, obviously, with all the postponed games... Mm. Mm-hmm. Um, As you don't have much European Cup content this week, I was wondering if you could help with something. My father-in-law doesn't follow rugby. We were having a broader conversation about how the game's changed over the years, and I was explaining the increased physicality over the past decade. Mm -hmm. He responded with, yeah, but surely they're all taking steroids. I suddenly realised that finding an answer was difficult, and despite following rugby fairly closely, knowing the odd person who's played bits for this club or that, and knowing people who've worked in rugby, I was struggling to defend the sport. I strung something together about roids being used uh, to sculpt Ready for Love Island not the Prem what do you think about the subject what should my response have been how prevalent are performance enhancing drugs how good is testing is there an a murder a la professional cycling, uh, cycling? does it matter uh, Ian from works with um, obviously with cycling yeah there's there's a sort of um, suggestion that everyone was at it everyone knew everyone was at it yeah. and so it was a level playing my for view aspects. on this is
3: if there is doping in rugby it's at a young age before there's any testing. That's that. That's what I think. Um,
2: they, they, players are randomly tested after games. Sorry, and they, and in they, the yeah. week and regularly. Sorry, I,
3: I mean like schoolboy level. Um, oh yeah, yeah. yeah. Like I think that's well, where I'm
2: saying rugby yeah. at all levels, as I understand it, has random testing. Yeah, above more, above a
3: certain level.
2: More so at professional level, obviously, but it def- yeah, it definitely happens uh, lower down the there is no ladder. About it.
3: Yeah, amateur rugby players. There are loads and loads of people using performance, performance enhancing drugs, and people say it's cheating or whatnot. I, I don't really have a problem with it at lower level. You know, it's their it's their health. They can do with do, you know, as as they wish.
2: If if having creatine made you massive, uh, then I'd have a problem. But you still have to go and uh, you still
3: got go, yeah. go and graft. A lot of these guys are doing it for just pure aesthetic reasons.
0: So uh, yeah, I think there's a tipping point. I think say below level four people would be taking it for aesthetic reasons. Yeah. So they can go and look good in the bar, on the beach, wherever. Yeah. I think above that level, there's probably uh, there's probably still that happens a little bit, but um, anyone who does it is at least considering the performance enhancing. But I think it's far rarer. From what I've seen, it's far rarer at that higher level because you do get tested. It's Essentially, playing in tiers 2, 3, and 4, we would get tested. It would only happen... Two or three times a season, but I mean, these happen eight, uh, Oh yes, yeah. <laughs> I played with a lad, a really nice bloke. Was he a prop? Oh yes, yeah. Just get in
3: his car and drive off. Is that the one?
0: No, no. It's so stupid. 135 kg prop was, what? Go- was going to Marbella in oh, the summer. Yes. It's about it's about two months before he was going to Marbella, and he'd taken some fat strippers to to lose a bit of timber because he wanted to look good in Marbella. Yeah. He'd taken them on like the Tuesday. Didn't, he wasn't going through a course He wasn't doing anything. There'd be no, no performance enhancing benefit. He got singled out on the Saturday. He got tested. He got a two year ban. See, I have As no a consequence. With that.
3: And I would have him back in the team tomorrow.
0: He, he did. He came back and, after two years. He came back and played.
3: Yeah, I think there's a moral panic about this. And I do get the, I mean, the top end of oh, the top end of performance enhancing drugs. Sorry, the top end of performance enhancing drugs, like you see in cycling or athletics, that's really sinister stuff. And lower down the leagues, I don't really care what you do. Uh, one part of me is and...
2: fascinated to know what a Tua Lange would look like with the addition <laughs> oh, of <God. laughs> performance enhancing drugs. That'd be frightening, but obviously no, I, I actually agree with Phil, it's it, it, we hardly ever it will hardly ever happen because the threat is there and the whilst the incentives, the shame whilst the incentives are there to try and, you know, it, it can be worth a few quid to be That couple of percent better. Equally, the incentive of being (coughs) found out is sufficient that um, it it will largely not happen. I agree. There probably there probably is an issue at the amateur level,
0: and and I think there probably is an issue um, at youth level in certain environments. Schoolboy rugby, in particularly in some of like the. guess this is anecdotal but in the in the UK private schools and some of the big rugby playing schools in say South Africa or New Zealand I suspect there'll be a lot of that because it oh, is it's the kind of thing where and uh, there was a picture I uh, I'm not pointing fingers at anything but uh, there was an interesting picture that came up of uh, Duane van der Merwe about 6 months ago yes. as a 17 year old not looking like a 17 year old who is really now he didn't did he who is now earning or 500k yeah. as a consequence of being incredibly and those games tall and strong with, yeah. those and fast. And those
3: stay with you forever. Well, for well,
0: look, yeah, look at um, uh, Justin Gatlin or Dwayne Chambers. Justin Gatlin was running like sub 10 seconds at 37, I think
3: 36, 37. How old am I? <laughs> anyway, yeah, go on. Go
0: on. <laughs> so, yeah, the games do definitely stay with you. And that's where the schoolboy r- rugby, the high end of schoolboy rugby, the Reward is so, potentially the long-term reward is so great and the risk is so low that it is pushed in the other hey, way. Come
2: on, we've watched enough Hollywood films. Get a get a fake piece, yeah. with a little with a little some, someone else's urine inside it Perfect. for when you're called upon.
3: I can't think of anything better.
2: They, so I've I've been at clubs um, I, when I played at Newbury uh, and Manchester. There were players who were tested. I was never one of the players that was tested. I, I could have juiced up my whole career. I, mean, like, I would have got away you, with it, but. Uh, what do they do when you do get tested? Do they stand there while you piss?
0: Yeah. yeah. Yeah, they take you into the room and there's a doctor and a another and they have to watch you. They have to watch you midstream.
2: Uh, I, I imagine some of the people that uh, message JB's DM inbox apply for those <laughs> Yeah. It's, a dream, it's, it's the dream job for someone,
3: isn't it? Um, yeah. When, when about, you say
2: they have to watch you midstream, what do you mean? Do you watch you? Watch have a piss. Oh, no, they, 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 they don't just stand there while you're in the room. They they have to inspect I th- I think that you don't have a prosthetic I, piece. Yeah. <laughs> Good.
0: Yeah. Make so sure.
3: Yeah. I um, I was just thinking about this now. just, literally, this is just my... Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Me, like, d- yeah
2: me think he doth protest too much. I've just, I, only I just, just, just thought about First
3: time I've ever thought of this, honest. No, like, if you're cheating uh, performance on drugs, say you're a level nine player, right, or a level eight player or something like that and you think, right, I'm going to get on a course of steroids. Yeah. Like, your whole team... It's cheating, as in you're going to be a much better player. But I don't think well, it's cheating yeah. in the same... Are you well, going to be a much better player? You're not, are you? Because I've played against loads of massive blokes who are terrible. Yeah, so, yeah. So, yeah, I don't you're, actually
0: you're, think... you will back on a bit more muscle, you might get a bit stronger and a bit faster. Yeah. You get, if your training and your yeah. juicing are both on point.
3: But you might get to, what, non-competitive, not very high, high level, like level six? Level eight to level six? Yeah, yeah. In which case, you, you, you've got better as an individual, but you've just found a club where you can play to that potential. Yeah, if you are an absolute top athlete and then you're adding another ten percent to it, you know the whole Gloucester team are uh, you know juicing up. Well, then you know that's very very different. Yeah, and I do not think there's any evidence no. at all to suggest that. Um, no. I think Robbie is actually very very clean, very clean.
2: I might start watching Friday Night Lights again just to follow that Smash Williams storyline.
3: Was, was was Smash juicing at one point? Yeah, was he? Because everyone was like-
2: telling him he was too small. Ah, to yeah. make it as a running back in the I, NFL. I'd, be, I'd be
3: in his ear you've got, you've got, you've got smash has got to get bigger mate take this yeah, take, take, take this smash take it uh, yeah so that, yeah the answer is I don't think anything that sinister has happened no I agree game.
2: no I agree uh, so yeah you can tell your father-in-law there's lots and lots of testing in rugby union and that there are cases of people being banned for very long periods of time two years four years yeah and there two, have been
0: two... two years for the chap I played with was a did it seemed seems, seemed seems, overkill? Sort of, that that really did. I, I've known. I've played against other guys who have been banned for proper performance. And there was one at Manchester, a chap called Marshall Gad, who I think he went on to play at Rotherham. A, it was another prop, but I think he was on. I think he was on the same gear that Ben Johnson was on. Got what? caught with. Wow, was he quick? Um, not so sure, <laughs> but yeah, there there is that is. Good guys playing top couple of divisions and doing it f- to make themselves better, and probably doing it to have a shot at playing at higher levels as well. Yeah,
3: yeah, I think that's probably when you're going to do it, isn't it? When you're low, lower levels trying to get into the higher levels. Yeah, but I, we... I, I just one last thing on this uh, do not underestimate um, how good the SC is at, at these clubs, and oh, how yeah. much can get done with a brilliant diet, being fed properly, work, working out pro- properly. And I can understand why if you look at these guys and compare them to say the England team of the mid 80s you think yeah they're all juicing but they're not just the sports science involved is just so good and and
2: what steroids enable you to do is to recover faster so you can do more workload but like you say these players this is all they do it's not like the 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 amateur rugby player who's a doorman and who's juicing Mm. Uh, that this is someone all they do dedicate themselves to their body and to training yes Um, so, yeah, I agree. Yeah. Um, one email, this might be a sort of good one to finish before we preview next weekend's games. It's from Gavin Doyle. Oh, That's Gavin. veteran of two Hello, Tier
0: 2 tours. Gavin.
2: Voice of an angel. Yes. Many, well, multilinguist. Yep. And a great drinker as well. Yes. Uh, and Gavin says, hi, Tim, JB, and Phil. Firstly, I'd like to wish you all a happy Christmas or Feliz Navidad, as Noted. we say in this neck of the woods. Noted. I'm emailing you. Very 20th century, I know. I'd like to discuss the, uh, the underhand shenanigans currently going on at EPCR. So this is looping back round to what we talked about earlier. However, yeah. it launches on forwards. He says, I feel Leinster, along with our Welsh counterparts, the Ospreys, Scarletts and Cardiff, have all been well and truly shafted by the authorities that run European Club Rugby. Leinster did, uh, did everything asked of them, nominated 23 COVID-free players, had gotten tested repeatedly, had been given the green light from the Irish health authorities to travel to France and, and were ready to fly when they were slapped with a 28-0 and 5-point loss to Montpellier who themselves had cases of COVID in the week uh, important context which we didn't mention earlier Gavin you're quite right no chance of a postponement they were told take your medicine even though there are no COVID travel res- restrictions between the France and Ireland and only between France and the UK and yet hey, hey presto 24 hours later the Anglo-French fixtures postponed no punishments no walkovers no equity I'm not looking for special treatment for Irish or Welsh clubs just fairness yeah, yeah.
3: I, I think those games are postponed or to walkovers, and therefore no one will have any any problems.
0: But they, I don't think it w- can be walkovers because it's not a walkover. Is when one side has sufficient cases and the other side does not. Therefore, mm. it's twenty-eight nil. So the only thing they could do would give it like a fourteen-all draw or something like that. Yeah, you're right. Gosh, so the, really you fun. can't give a walkover. It's in that a situation. real mess, and it's gonna. It's yeah, gonna,
2: it's gonna. S- and
0: Le- Leinster, and yeah. as Gavin rightly mentions, the other the other the Welsh provinces, Leinster particular. I think have been really. It just looking back on it, it seems so harsh, and you can understand the decisions as they played out one after the other. But it does seem the fair thing to do would almost be whatever solution you get for the the games that were po- that are currently postponed, rather than walkovers. You should apply to the other games, um, particularly as Leinster were ready to travel; they had a full full and fit squad. Yeah, at twenty three, and it was it was. I think I saw it. It was. Um, there were some younger guys in there, but it's still a bloody st- strong squad, and I'd still back them to get something out of going to Montpellier.
2: So he makes the point that there's, there was palpable anger when he was speaking to his friends back home in Dublin. He says that um, he says we were never on board, I think he's sort of saying he and his, the people he speaks to, never on board with the changes made to the old Heineken Cup and fully believe the European Cup final should be the culmination of the European club rugby season and not serve as an appetiser to the Gallagher Premiership or top 14 uh, knockout (laughs) rounds. I actually agree with that, and I've forgotten about that. It should be Premiership final first, (coughs) European Cup final after that. Completely agree. Totally right. You're absolutely right. And he says, what I suggest is that in the new year, all 24 teams, or maybe even all 32, if we include the best from the Challenge Cup, are put into a draw for a straight FA Cup-style knockout competition in spring 2022. Those who won their games to date could get home draws, Less games, no dead rubbers, more excitement. I doubt that's how this decision by EPCR. Um, I doubt that that how this decision by EPCR has gone down in the Celtic fringe will gain much traction in the sports pages in England, let alone in France. But in the eastern province of Ireland, at least, the frustration is real. Mm. See you, boys, for the tier tier two tour trip next week. Let the bo- uh, next year let the boys play.
0: I, I nailed points. it. I'd I'd be I'd be keen for that. Given that you're gonna have well. More than half the fixtures this week were disrupted, um, and it's likely to be the same in January. Truth be told, it's, we're likely to be in a similar position to this in January. So you're going to have a totally disrupted group stage. I'd be all up for that. Have a straight knockout. For 32, 32. down to or 16,
2: or, down to 8, down to 4, down to 2. That's five, five games. Yeah, just find you, a way could, to get it done. You could
0: actually do it if you'd made that decision now and say, well, the, the January games.
2: It's a great sh- Well, I think that's part of Gavin's yeah. thinking. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Same, num- same number of rounds. Same number of rounds. Just do it. It'd be, it'd be far more exciting. Do it. Yeah. Oh, my word.
3: Well, G- come on, let's... Um, Gavin nailed it. Yeah, let's Let's not pretend that the rugby authorities like to do sensible things. <laughs> hey. Well, um, heard it here first. Before we watch or review the... so review next week's games, I want you to watch this with with, with, with with the sound on. I think that you're going to enjoy it. And just describe what you're seeing.
2: I'm looking at a man at the cricket in Australia. Oh, God. Have you seen this? Yeah. Taking pints. He's got two pints in his hand. One in one in his left, one in his right. He's walking the crowder. <laughs> he's walking backwards now, slowly. Now he's walking fast backwards, putting it back down. He's downing the pint, left hand. Good lads. Uh, I've done you know not not that quick but solid
3: <laughs> this video I don't know why it feels me with so joint
2: that's two he's drunk and he's got one left which he's taking back to his friends now he's walking off and now he's walking backwards a step backwards a step backwards a step backwards a step, backwards a step. he's not going to take it to his friend he's got it in his I left hand and he downs the third pint. <laughs> so he got in a round, and the crowd around him managed to coax him into downing all three pints. And then they <laughs> the celebrate by bundling him. That's awesome. That's so awesome. I've seen
0: a different one where the guy does two pints and then falls hard oh no no this instigates
3: this is a massive party, he
2: does three and then it's a massive rave
0: yeah. In the <laughs> hard. yeah i'll send you you send me that one i'll send you the one i've I've got uh I'll we'll have a look at that later so, oh, whoa,
2: whoa. also filmed. in the in the last week, I passed the uh it's it's now seven years that i've held the world record for downing a pint nice,
0: nice.
3: Yeah. remember Jim and Goody speaking like you know a big game about their you know about downing drinks, yeah, no chance, no chance, good luck, boys, yeah.
0: Right, um, what we got next week? Well, just one thing to mention, because obviously Gavin has been on two, t- two tours and uh, oh. he mentioned it. The fixtures are out. Are they? Please oh. tell us. Fixtures are out. So Portugal only... So I quite fancy Lisbon. Portugal have two home games, uh, 26th of February against Netherlands and the 19th of March in Lisbon against Russia. So that 19th of March is definitely a possibility. Okay. The alternative would be Spain against Portugal in Madrid. Yes! Yes! The, the week before the 13th of March. So let's just... What w- is
2: Super Saturday weekend? Because it's always worth seeing what the fixtures yeah. are for that. Let's have a quick look. The Rugby look. Europe Championship. Um, you know, we've, we're, we're still taking all the recommendations from people in America, from people in Sri Lanka. Mm. <laughs> yeah. Europe might be more achievable... Well, particularly uh, in the in the short term,
3: Madrid. Madrid's fairly. You know, well, it's not as COVID nutty as everywhere else. Yeah, the mayor of Madrid seems sensible.
0: Um, he so goes, you're right.
3: She isn't it. She yeah.
0: So the 19th, the the last weekend, which is in would be in Lisbon. 19th of March. 19th of March. Uh, that is Super Saturday. Um, although, the annoying thing is the Portugal game is the same time kickoff. Uh, well, it's. It's kind of halfway through. We'd miss most of Wales, Italy, and most of Ireland, Scotland. But then we'd be able to see France, England. eh.
2: So
0: That's that's an option. It's not ideal. The the week before...
2: The Wales, Italy, is not so bad missing, but the other two, yeah. The 13th, I assume that's a
0: Sunday. So the weekend before, I think... That's the 13th, wouldn't you say? Yeah, the 13th. So Spain, Portugal is on the Sunday, the 13th, in Madrid the uh, six nations proper games are on the friday and the saturday <gasps> so there's no there's no clash there no
2: clash on the sunday
0: so that's Perfect. an option
2: friday so the friday night game in madrid two games on the su- three games on the two games on the sunday on the uh, saturday. No, saturday
0: yeah so friday night game which would be wales france then england Scot- uh, italy scotland and england Ireland on the saturday oh that sounds good then we could do uh, spain portugal which is a 12:45 early kickoff on the sunday
3: that's, that works. so that's, either of those two we could that
0: sounds good. We'll take this away and have a a little chat oh, would about you want to it.
3: Fly on the Monday, so you get another night in Madrid. Definitely. Well, you'd have yes. to with
2: the with the Sunday. Of Portugal, to. Spain. You'd I'm have. not flying after yeah. the rugby. you'd have
3: to. Yeah. Hmm. <laughs> interesting. Yes. Ooh, so we got that
0: two That's two good options. I do fancy Lisbon, but we got two good options there. Yeah. I well, know. let's
3: look into it. It I'm would be it would be good to spread time. to spread. To somewhere new Do you know what I'm Let's look really at excited to see What the Dutch can do With the line out though
0: Because <laughs> they're uh, One of the tallest One of the tallest nations On Exactly Earth.
2: W- Where do Portugal play? Is it somewhere near Lisbon Coimbra. city centre? It's
0: the Estadio Nacional, Known as the close. National Stadium Sports Complex In Lisbon Let's have a look at Well where that, that sounds is.
2: pretty centralish.
0: Uh, this map is probably Going to be no good Is it?
2: That'll be That'll be a. Well attended and tight game that Spain Portugal
0: Spain, yeah Spain Portugal would be pretty tasty yeah I'm sure it's very close yeah yeah it will
2: be it's fine we'll yeah, figure all this out go, going somewhere someone going somewhere new would be good as well it yeah. will be good to go somewhere new what are the other t- what are the other teams in the uh, Madrid
3: is a true world world city rugby so. Europe
2: Championship
0: uh, do we have Side the look? usual Georgia Russia Portugal Spain Romania and Netherlands are in there ahead of I mean. Belgium or Germany.
2: Georgia-Russia in Tbilisi as well really appeals. but um, No,
3: it does not. I'm never going east ever again. I mean, I don't mind going far east, but there's a big chunk of the world <laughs> I'm never going. I don't see any point in going sort of east of Germany, really.
0: Uh, T- Tbilisi
2: is far enough east. Not I, I, I fancy so, some Tbilisi. The, some of the lads that worked, some of the guys from BT Sport behind the scenes and stuff who worked in Tbilisi for the World Under-20 Championships said it was a load of fun. I'm such sure, such good fun. Uh,
3: that, no, it's too dangerous. I'm not going.
0: <laughs> it does look a little bit out of the city centre. Um, the uh, Estadio Nacional.
2: We'll have, to, we'll have to look into all the logistics.
0: Yes, but, but so we'll what make what it. So, what
2: are the teams? So Georgia, Russia, Spain, Portugal, Romania, Netherlands, Netherlands.
0: Netherlands. So, Amsterdam have got, and uh, Amsterdam oh, yeah. Netherlands. So, they've got those last two weekends. Well, they travelled to. Russia, so we're not doing that, but they do host Romania in Amsterdam. So, Romania in
3: Amsterdam. Mm. I mean, that might be quite fun. That might be quite good, but Yeah, I've never been to Amsterdam.
2: No, me neither. Nor me. Great canals. I've been, I've only been through Amsterdam. Been to the airport, the Schiphol airport, a couple of times. Mm. Connecting flights, but that's it. It's a big beast, isn't it? it the
0: is. airport. Um, right next oh, week, next week's fixtures.
2: That's, I'm actually at a time when. When it feels like the world's shrinking down and we're all getting shut inside our little shell, it's just wonderful to think about the potential of spreading yeah. our will...
3: rugby wings. Do, do you know what, mate? We won't have the, the carbon budget to go by the the
2: Our allowance will have been used up on that steak we had last week. <laughs> uh,
0: right. From right. your ship.
2: Or we'll have to, or we'll have to plug our like an exercise bike. Uh, that's what we'll do. What are those? What are those? Um, what are those? Oh, we'll have to plug a Peloton bike into the mains <laughs> and earn enough credits back.
3: <laughs> I would do. Do You know, if if that was the case, I'd power my Peloton bike with a diesel generator. <laughs> <laughs> that's, what, that's what I'd be doing. So um, I'm supposed to go. What well, everything's on a Sunday, but of course it is because it's Boxing Day, isn't it? And then it goes through to Monday.
0: Yeah. Yes. So there there is actually one game on Friday, which is not a Premiership game, but in the UFC. uh... Zebrae host Benetton, one o'clock. Ben- Benetton, one o'clock on Friday.
3: Wonderful. Uh, so, oh, Bristol Leicester, perfect. Uh, I don't know. I do know Leicester. I Leicester. Think Leicester absolutely smash them. Leicester the going to crunch yeah. them. But yeah. I don't think Leicester, was, you know a team that smash people, they well, grind. Leicester have they... rested up, guys like Genge and Ford and Ford. I would I wouldn't play, but play Genge. I don't know. How I, no, I would? Genge. Why do you think? He, I don't know how his. I'd play
0: him because yeah. if you don't play him you are making it into a bigger deal than it, it yeah. should be yeah you're right yeah you're right you play him
3: yeah and
2: uh, Leicester have had the four they've kept winning but they've rested up a few key men and uh, they will win the Genge Bowl yes
0: yeah. Newcastle hosting Sale
3: King of the North <laughs> good um, good
0: fixture for uh, sorry, for Boxing Day
3: yeah it's a good great Boxing Day fixture, boxing day fixture this uh, I think uh, Newcastle will sneak this
2: I think Sale will sneak this the ferns, the, sale? the ferns' Bowl Yeah, I mean, Sailor the Gens' ball, the Ferns' Bowl
3: Sale are not playing particularly well. They're really physical, and do you know who can deal with physical teams really well? Newcastle. They just know what they're doing. I actually think that Newcastle, their organisation at the moment is just a little bit better. That do will take them. They will
2: Sale? They must travel up. Do you think they will travel up late on Christmas Day, or dro- or do the whole thing on Boxing, Boxing Day? Day. Boxing they'll then, do yeah.
0: Boxing, Day. Yeah, Boxing Day. I think they'll do an early start on Boxing Day.
2: Stop at a hotel outside, get some breakfast. We'll have a little walk around. Yeah, up.
0: like six am start.
2: Get get masseuses on.
0: Yeah, because there'll be no one on the road. You can be up there in two and a half, three hours. Yeah, uh, maybe not if you're in a coach. Three, three to four three, I remember this every year because obviously
2: we'll uh, just take cars. Uh, hmm. So
0: fly up. Fly, not, uh, United
2: fly flew. Up. To,
0: United flew to Leicester.
2: Yeah. So the uh, the from the from the age of what eighteen, nineteen to thirty six. Basically, Nick was professional rugby player, mm. so I remember this. It's, it's a. I mean, there's a lot of great things about being a professional athlete. Christmas is one of the awful times to be a professional mm, yeah, athlete. Yeah. It is brutal
0: to be play to be playing, and they've crammed the games in as well because yeah. it's Ooh, biggest biggest gates
3: They've really thought this through. I'm sure they have. No, it's a pre, it's, it's a premiership. They've not thought anything through. <laughs> this is an accident. Next one, <laughs> Saracens, Worcester, Saracens. Le-
0: yeah, less great game, but then, this
3: is a good one. This is an absolute belter. Wasps, London, Irish. This will be the highest scoring mm. game of oh, the weekend. Oh, that's a great game.
0: This, this will be a great game. It'll be great fun.
3: Irish come out on top. Whoa. Now, when they come out on top... Uh,
2: um, uh, is it at Wasps?
3: Yeah, I mean, look, they are five points off top four now.
2: Yeah, I think I might agree with you. Only because of the injuries Wasps have got. and They've got a lot.
3: Yeah, Wasps will score some points. They'll be fun to watch. Irish are going to wipe the floor with them. Yeah, I, I think I agree. Irish to win. And now this is this is the one I'm really looking forward I th- to. This is the one I'm working Oof. at. Are oh, you? Yeah. Nice. Hey, what, what, hang on. What day is this g- uh, going down?
0: This is on Boxing the Sunday, Boxing Sunday.
3: Day. I'd love to go to this game. Bath-Gloucester, is that what you're talking yeah, about? Bath-Gloucester. Yeah. Gloucester, let's Gloucester, to go to Bath. That's the
2: second game on BT Sport. First one is, I think, Bristol-Leicester, and then it's Bath.
3: I don't know Gloucester. why I think this. I think Bath are gonna win the fir- their first game of the <coughs> season on Boxing Day against Gloucester in the rack.
0: I don't think so. Gloucester's too well drilled. Their line out's too good. Their driving ball's too good.
3: I know. Everything everything I would always pick Gloucester, but for some reason I just think Bath are gonna they've had a week off effectively because of Europe. Yeah. I think that I think they could do something here. Boost
0: from a new coach being announced.
3: Yeah. And they're, and they're at the wreck and it's Boxing Day, and it's Gloucester.
0: It'd be packed out, wreck will be packed.
3: Let's see what the teams say. Let's, let's see what the team selection is, but my initial thought is Bath. Whether I'll be brave enough to back it with my money, I don't know.
2: I, th- I think it's going to be really tight, this one. I'm so looking forward to it. Um, Give me Gloucester. I, you'd probably have to say at this point before the team's announce Gloucester sneaking it.
0: And then on the Monday, we've got, at the stoop, Harlequin's hosting Northampton Saints. A game that we've been invited to. Are we? Um, yeah.
2: Big game 13. Oh, right. Yes. I yeah. miss I miss big game 8. Yeah, yeah. Big game, it was always, the best, it, one, always it? the best one, wasn't it? It was always the best one because it sounded like big game 8.
0: <laughs> it was the 8th big game. Yeah. I really do when they started out with big game 1 and they didn't think ahead, <laughs> I do like it. Big and they probably got seven, to like big, big game, game eight. big game 5 and like Oh no! What have we done? What, what do we do?
2: if you were ever going to get a, a total endorsement from J&B on Rainbow Laces Weekend,
3: it would have been eight. Big game eight. Yep. Big game eight.
0: Perfect game to go for it.
3: Yeah, I always thought it was eight because it was the eighth round of the Premiership. Of course, it's not, is it? Um, no. So, oh, it
2: just happened to be the eighth round of the Premiership when they though. did it on that uh, on that particular occasion. Big game eight. Was it?
3: Uh, was, was round eight. eight? Was round eight? Yeah, I would quite like to see. Um, do I get another thought? Maybe. Might um, add
0: too much. I'd, I need to float it. I need to float the idea. Yeah. I, I'm, I'd am i quite like to do it if I can make it work.
3: I would like to do it as well, but. Mm, we'll yeah, Seeing Harlequins would be fun. It's it's a,
0: a, yeah. It see, fun. Northampton, that'd be a fun game. Really fun game. Exciting open game.
3: Hard to win, though. Do we all agree?
0: Yes. Yes.
3: Definitely yeah. Harlequins to
0: win. Oh, here's one thing. Did either of you see the uh, yellow card for Josh Adams? The tackle on uh, Tyrone Green? No. It's. It's caused a bit of a stir, so we've got a yellow card. Some people are saying it should be a red card. How Some are you, how are
3: you saying... not across
2: this if it caused a bit of a stir, JB?
3: I've just been disconnected from rugby really, this week. Why mm. did I, mean, I, well, I miss the Harlequins game? No, my sister got engaged. That's why we had an engagement party. Oh, nice. So, oh, yes. Congratulations. Congratulations. Indeed.
2: So, uh, yeah, what, what's, your, what's your brother-in-law to be like? He's,
0: he's good. We, you're, you're building a boat with him, on? Yeah,
3: we're co-in a boat.
2: Oh, there you go. That's all right, yeah. then. That's <laughs> all right.
3: Well, that's, that's probably even, like... Actually, the, the ma- boat marriages, a, marriages yeah. come,
2: marriages go. Actually, the a boat, a boat is a proper commitment. Yeah, exactly, exactly. I think your sister should be celebrating your union, <laughs> your union of boat ownership. with, <laughs> you, with you and her yeah. not,
3: husband. To be fair to he's not got an easy job. Uh, she's got three old, three older brothers, all very protective. And he's done all right. He's mm. done all right, good lad. Um, yeah, the
0: Josh Adams tackle on Tyrone Green. Some people saying red card. Some people saying nothing at all. I am probably certainly more towards the nothing-at-all spectrum, but it was a very unusual incident. So, ball goes out wide, Quinn's attacking, and Tyrone Green has really nice fast hands. you think he's going to get nailed man and ball. He gets the ball away, and Josh Adam tries to smash him, but he's already got the ball away. So, Tyrone Green kind of half pulls out, and half... I don't think he jumps into it, but he's like kind of bouncing along because he's running, and Josh Adams hits him as he's in an upward bounce, and he flips over Josh Adam's head and lands, fortunately, on his back, and he's absolutely fine, he bounces up. But it was given as a yellow card, and from one of the angles it looks like there's... Well, there is no rap from Josh Adam's, but there's an attempted rap, he puts his arm out, but it's just this weird incident where... You see the whole spectrum of reaction from people, from red card to nothing at all, play on, let the boys play. I just wanted to get your take on it, because okay. mine was more, I think I think Tyrone Green doesn't prepare for the hit because he's already got the ball away, and that means that he kind of spins, he's in the air, not as a consequence of jumping, but... Because he's off balance, because he's got the ball away, and then spins, and it looks horrific. Ah. But it's not. It, I don't think it's a bad thing from either um, side. I don't think either of them have done anything wrong with really. it. Unfortunately,
2: when you're searching for it, Josh Adams has just scored a touchdown. I think for the Philadelphia Eagles. Oh no! The <laughs> worst time. So, uh, Let's
0: see if I can find it now.
2: Tyrone Green. Let me try that one instead. Who's who's doing the? Co- Anyone cooking the uh, Christmas Day? Anyone?
3: Uh, I'm doing something very similar to you, Tim. I've got a rib of beef. Yeah. Uh, I'm trying to think of what I'm going to cook prior to uh, on Christmas Eve, which I don't know yet. There you go. I've you got like it. <laughs> I've
0: got it.
2: Excuse me. You don't want to go. Um, he- Sorry, for Important conversation. Yes. We'll get back to that. Just uh, you don't want to do something heavy on Christmas Eve because you've got yeah. a lot. I-, I always think fish on a Christmas Eve is quite a good one. A good yeah, language. that is a good shout.
3: Only fish and chips can get very heavy. Oh, it, can it can do. do. Yeah. It can I, I can What
2: are we doing on Christmas Eve? I can't even you're, remember. What you're we're doing. doing a ham. Oh yes, that's right. We're doing a ham. we no, am doing, uh, uh, doing a ham with dough from white potatoes. Nice, nice.
0: Oh, so that is quite heavy.
2: That is quite heavy. Now you yeah. say it. I've yeah. got two small, of them together. Small portion. small portion. Small portion.
3: Yeah, ham and chips would be awesome. Ham and chips. Ham and chips. chips
2: and ha- egg. Ham, ham, egg and chips. Now talking yeah.
3: And Also, I get my protein in, so I'll do my CrossFit. Dude, I hope I get. Uh, I'm a bit worried that the gym's going to shut shut down over. over over Christmas, what we going to do?
2: Well, mate, you can get a workout with there, me in there, the gym. There will be CrossFit gyms in Manchester who defy any closures. Trust me.
3: Oh, uh, I think I know of one which I might have to join because mine will not be defying any closures. <laughs> yes,
2: I, I, I know. I think I know of one that will defy all. Uh, rules. Take my money, take it yes, all. Yes, exactly. And um, and also, yeah, the the, the Christmas Eve um, workouts are. Uh, did you did usually? CrossFit gyms do the 12 days of Christmas so it'll be like did it the other day Brucil. oh did you yeah, absolutely brutal workout. what's the 12 days of Christmas so you, the first exercise is whatever it is and you do one rep Yeah, and then you do that same rep and two of the next exercise then you go oh, back and do one, okay. one, one de- so wh- one, dead one deadlift lift, two uh, pull ups one deadlift two pull ups three box jumps. box jumps one and then one deadlift two pull ups three box jumps four bur- good burpees one. I really enjoyed it yeah whatever it is it's really good it's a hard Nice. I don't
3: think I did that. If
2: you do that and then sell your socks afterwards, you'll get. You'll oh get yeah,
0: no so, uh, so OnlyFans.com forward slash GB Egg Chaser. <laughs> uh, anyway, yeah, fine. Here's,
3: uh, let's see,
0: Tyrone Green. Here's yeah. the Josh Adams tackle. So this is right. a 30 this second clip. That I've, not, I've, not seen, I've it. seen this. So this, I think you'll get a very quick snapshot because th- I think that's Tyrone Green. the yep. Ball's about to be passed to him, but it's 30 seconds, so we'll get a replay.
2: Okay, so instant hit, tackles him around the waist. Round the waist, it would go again.
0: Gives it very quickly. That Can't hits. see much from there, this might be a better angle. Quick pass. Ooh, uh,
2: Let the boys play. I don't
0: know. He goes low, he's bent at the waist what now the,
2: can josh adams do
0: the only problem is he doesn't really wrap the arm like he, he's yeah, he's he a wrap, bit of it. a chicken wing that's the only that is the only yeah, problem with it
2: that is the only thing yeah. yeah but if tyrone green doesn't jump then yeah he he does wrap and he incredibly. does complete and he
3: does complete the tackle incredibly i'm okay with red card or nothing jesus if
2: you jump there's nothing to wrap to wrap
0: he goes... It's the bit of the <laughs> chicken wing. Right.
2: Yeah. Oh, it looks... It's, it's awesome. Tyrone Green's okay, right? You he's got, absolutely fine. Yeah, right. played play on. In which
3: case, love it. Do you know, though, he might not have been. And I know that's like a consequence but look at that. he really. Up, when, are you okay? When, when, when he's upside down. But how much of him not
0: being okay is the fact, is down to Josh Adams? Hey, and yeah, how I mean, much is him jumping? Because Josh Adams, the only illegal thing, or the only questionable legality is did, did, did he job. rap? He did and, not rap.
3: He did not rap, and I think dangers occurred afterwards, and that's the so problem. It's the, yeah. So, it's red card for me.
0: He did not rap. I, so, I wouldn't go red card yeah, because he doesn't land on his head. Definitely not red card. But
3: only because he's lucky.
0: Because he rotates too much. Yeah. He over rotates.
3: He is lucky there not to get
2: really. Accidents happen. That yeah, is yeah.
3: That's true.
2: And but the, the fact that Tyrone Green bounced up, got on, and jog, jogged away.
3: Was it a red card or a yellow card? Yellow. He's given yellow. Oh, i I'm, yellow. Fine I'm,
0: I'm, abs- I'm fine with the yellow. If he raps, if Geoffrey Adam raps there, well, I don't let think the falls over. Let the boys play. Yeah, because he can yeah. grab him more. Yeah. So, so yeah. So more importantly, interesting one anyway.
3: Yeah, that's really interesting. Twelve days of barbell Christmas, right? Yeah. On your last round would be one led, one deadlift, two hand cleans, three front squats, four strict order press, five back squats, six push press, seven thrusters eight squat cleans, nine split jerks, 10 power snatch, 11 overhead squats, and 12, uh, what the hell is that, SDHP?
2: Standing, deadlift, hypo Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. So is that all on the same weight? Yes. It's more like 40, 50 kg, yeah, something like that. Yeah,
3: it's a tiny, tiny weight. You know, like a 35, K, 35 kg weight it's just a, a lot of reps. they are in 31 30, 30 minutes.
0: Very good. Very nice.
3: Beast. <laughs> <laughs>
2: <laughs> Just you can't let these these Twitter DMs go to your head, mate. <laughs> <laughs> and on that bombshell, if you want to uh, negotiate on <laughs> used socks with JB, he's, I'm at, man. he's at JB more on Twitter. We're at Rugby Podcast. Uh, Phil and me are lurking. Mm. Um, contact egg chasers at com with all your emails. Patreon.com forward slash egg chasers. There will be. Festive content coming your way in your feed soon, so hit subscribe wherever you get yours and let the boys play.
3: No boys play. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And is all priced at fifty to eighty percent less than similar brands. Plus,